You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 55. go over the stuff that I had said at the at the end that you just talked about one last time. Amidst the records and such here in the basement, the secret, very secret basement of the uh, Order of the Blue Fire headquarters, charter chapter, in, um, you find considerable evidence implicating not just individual members of the, uh, not just the, the individual members of the order that you've discovered so far, but but the order itself at the uh, at the most fundamental levels and widespread across Faerun that this um, this ulterior motive of the order exists that they it appears that they that they put on this front of helping people with the spell plague and indeed do genuinely help uh, people yeah. uh, as a front to their much more sinister goals, which is to study and spread the spell plague and to cause spell plague-related um, havoc and chaos uh, and problems throughout the world. Why? To what end? Just you find just many references to, uh, to some sort of entity or group of entity called uh, the Masters or the Masters of All Accord. There's not much... Uh, you don't know what that means. It's not something that you'd seen before. It's not something that you'd heard anyone... Uh, Mentioned. mentioned specifically, um, it could possibly refer to uh, to the Sharns, as you know that there are more than one Sharn. This just is one of Killed them. More than one. No, we have baby Sharn. No. And uh, more than one. but Probably. but indeed, this plot and this problem runs deep, and solving it as is your thing would certainly um, take more than the amount of time you guys have at the current <laughs> right uh, at the current juncture. <coughs> kill all the Sharns. Soldan is here, though, and he becomes acquainted with the amount of knowledge that we do. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. He does. The result of this is widespread throughout Deeper Mascar. And over the course of the next few days, ooh, many events transpire. take place. Many events transpire. Transpire. Now that you have shown your uh, absolute allegiance to uh, to you know the good the greater good of deep mascar truly the greater good of deep mascar not when people say the greater good and really mean their own political agenda uh, you guys have helped the discover what the this problem good. is and there are many problems left to be resolved in deep mascar which you all must assist with and choose what to assist with over these days so Prejudice. What? What are your current goals here in Deep Mascar? What is left? Why are you here? Uh, he needs to, to teach that one guy thing. Free Skylar! Sure, we did that. Yes. The damn sword is still being held at the pawn shop. 
Yeah, we gotta get that. That's sword. what I was saying. He has to teach him the thing so we can get the um, sword. I, yeah. That's small potatoes. That is small okay. potatoes. Okay, that takes five minutes. Yeah. Um, Stoila. We need hours. to check out the. <laughs> we need to check out. Figure out something about the throne. That was the whole reason we came here. So you're here to number one. Get information about a wrath and the throne. Yes. Uh, we need to activate the portals. Do we? Activating the portals will be trivial uh, when you can. Activating the portals will be a. Uh, actually, it will not be trivial. Uh, activating the portals will be part of helping with the political turmoil oh, in Deep Mascar. They are still on the brink of a civil war. That's uh, still you guys do have a lot of information. That can now help and can probably defuse the situation, but the fact remains that someone will remain, um, someone will be crowned king of this place, and yeah. you do know that both of the viewpoints of those there are quite extreme. Uh, yeah. The isolationists, for example, would not allow the uh, portal to be turned back on. They want to put the Great Seal back up. You mentioned Stoila. Stoila. She's a typhoon. Yeah. Stoila. You would like to uh, get her freed. Yeah. Get her freed, but more importantly, get the information that she has. Well, yeah. she seems like she's, find out if yeah. she's on the Iraq thing. And no, find out we don't know. And yeah. find out if she's indeed the one that the leader of the Blackened Swords gave information to about the. Yeah, there was that little link there. We don't know. Well, it seems she like has but information. Also if he gave information to, like, I don't know. So, yeah. the Stoila situation, which is to find out what she knows. You know that she has been to Iraq's Academy, she's the only. Living person so that you know of who has she. actually been there and escaped and is not brainwashed by Arath. Is she? Um, Whoa. And finally. I just want to. Is the issue with Meta? Meta. Who. Meta. Has. Um, who Who's orchestrated been a very the death. Girl. Who orchestrated the death. So you know, uh, is, uh, is spell scarred, and you know from the evidence in the basement that. Uh, she also, she said she almost did. definitely part of, almost definitely part of this conspiracy. This conspiracy of the Order of the Blue Fire, and uh, and you know that the, the Order of the Blue Fire itself, indeed, you know, basically ordered this to happen. This is, um, or at least so she, those so she's not those who order those who order the Order of the Blue Fire around. She could be a pawn, or she could be one of the planners. If she's a, you think she's one of the. So those who order the blue fire around. Dead. Wow. <laughs> All right. It just got classy in here. It's a stock ring. These. Just got by the right phone. These are the goals that you want to accomplish down here in the uh, in Deep Mascar. What count? Really wanted a resilient tree. I do want a. Those, those are not uh, big major stakes yeah, things. Can I at least bring it up though, so we don't forget it? Yes, those are. Uh, you know, that's more like asking someone and seeing what happens. Uh, well, don't forget. These me. are the things with actual stakes and are time sensitive and uh, could go very different ways and could affect the flow of events. Similar to that, Brandis does have mummy rot. Which yeah, I was gonna bring up that, but that, that seems like should he die? A plot point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our removal affliction uh, thing. I don't know if that's going to happen. That has before. to happen, of course. I mean, we're down a couple days. Yeah, it seems like. I don't know when you want to do the. You are rotting. I'm rotting currently. 
Well, Aurora doesn't know. She thinks all humans do that. You're half human. Yeah, she's she a dwarf. You have a human lineage. Five days. It's a little different. To deal with these situations. Okay. Uh, each success on one of these tracks will push the uh, push you more towards victory. That would be towards your side of the board over there. Each um, failure will pull it back one. Hmm. You can choose to uh, you can choose to aid, for example. Everyone each day gets one skill check that they can use to um, to help out with one of these four um, major situations. If nobody attempts anything on a particular thing, it will move backwards on the track one. If you beat the check by more than... If you beat, basically, uh, if you meet a medium DC, it will um, move forward one, and if you meet the hard DC, it will move forward two. Uh, Except for the last... Except for the, uh, the the final movement is against a hard DC. Okay, so Do we have to just move them to the end of the thing or off the... the yeah. Off. The, off. Okay. So that, this is the final space. Okay. So just so I understand the mechanics, um, five days, we each make checks. We have five, five checks worth. Five checks each. Yeah. How many checks does it take to complete a thing, essentially? I, I, well, you can see where they are, so five. So it's one, two, three, four, five. So five, five movements, but number one check can move them two. Oh, okay. Like I said, if you need a hard DC, it, it goes, uh, goes more. And these okay. guys stay together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you just put your minis on the board just to kind of represent where, where yeah. you're, uh, where okay. you're going. So, the stakes here, which we will lay out in the beginning, for success and failure for each of these things. Uh, Meta, she can all, she... It does not take long before she will be able to figure out what's going on, and maybe she's fleeing. Uh, well, actually, we'll do her last, because I haven't figured her out uh, all the way. Oh, and she might relate, she might re- depending on what happens with other things, might be affected. Uh, Aras thing. <laughs> so, there's information here, certainly, about the throne of Amanant. A failure here, and you'll get the information that you need. Um, you'll get the information that you need. Success... You know that the people here in Deep Mascar deal in magic primarily. There are uh, pretty much any of the shops here, instead of paying coin or residium, would be happy to trade in information, uh, to trade in arcane skills. Uh, you could teach someone how to do something that they uh, don't know how to do. You could, um, you've encountered this yourselves. It would make sense that a wizard as powerful as a wrath would have likely have traded in this same sort of currency used by Deepa Mascar. And these secrets or, uh, or items or whatever it may be, some sort of magical, uh, significant magical boon, could be passed along to you by those grateful for uh, dealing with this and to help further your goal should you succeed in the Arath track. Hmm. The political turmoil track with the Civil War. Failure means that either Soldan or Turvis becomes king and that their extremist political party gets put into power. If the isolationists come into power, they will close the Great Seal, they will um, destroy the teleportation circle, and no assistance will be sent to High Mascar, who you have been informed needs it needs it currently. And sh- without that assistance, it is possible, depending on how events go, that that kingdom could fall, for they are... Um, on the brink. They are on the brink, and they are uh, you know, a barely struggling 
just having come out of their own sort of uh, riots. Uh, haven't they received direct threats? Or where, where exactly were we when we talked with them? Like He right. said They're invasion right was imminent. Invasion was not imminent. imminent, but they like, have... not tomorrow, but They have learned soonish. information that there are nations around with that um, see the weakness, forces. see the, the weak army of Hayam Maskar. There is no army. There is no army, <laughs> and that it would be a valuable asset to Delicious take. Delicious army. And so, without some sort of uh, show of power or, you know, something Support. like that, it could be it could be a problem. If Turvis, or if Soldan, goes into power, the isolationists take over. The isolationists, Re- you know... I mean reclamists. I'm sorry, the reclamists. As you know, the reclamists' uh, goal is to return to the old ways of the Amaskar Empire. Golden age of the they Amaskar. want to return to the surface, take back High Amaskar from the current leadership, completely um, replace them with, you know, with Tervis as king. Uh, Deep Amaskar would probably remain as, uh, as a, a sister city. But they want to return to the glory of the old empire. And if you remember, the glory of the old empire was one of the most feared empires of all time. Now, certainly, they're not overnight going to become another feared empire. But right. uh, dangerous implications yes. and um, and your friends who are trying to keep High Mascar as is um, would certainly be removed from power. Hmm. Should you succeed in the political turmoil thread, you'll be able to strike a balance between the two. You'll be able to through whatever means you uh, deem... Mediate. Um, be able to return Deepa Mascar to the wishes of the now-dead prince, which was uh, which was the, the moderate party then. Yeah. Um, and things could continue as they are. The portal could be reopened. Healthy trade relationship between the two um, cities of Mascar, but still distinct in their um, in their government and in their, uh, in their handling. Deepa Mascar would be able to lend... High mask the assistance it needs in the terms of in the in the means of um, the army and such, and like Britain and Canada, and Deep Mascar would would prosper as well as High Mascar should should be able to. I mean, they might still prosper in their own ways, but this would um, certainly help you the most. Stoila, Stoila is in prison. Uh, for committing some sort of crime here. I believe your details, you don't know exactly what it is that she Trespassing, did. breaking into a library She definitely broke into the entire city enter. illegally and then tried to break into some sort of uh, secret place. Tricky girl. The Amaskar people are not trying to steal their secrets. Pretty big crime. She's trying to get into the Purple Library. So what's their... Um, that's a pretty damn huge that's crime that they are. It'll take a little bit of effort to, uh, to try to get her out. A failure, or a success in this track means that you, through whatever means you deem necessary, you mm-hmm. negotiate or settle. You negotiate her release into into your company, or and break her you out. take her and learn what she has. Failure means that you will learn what she knows, but she will not be able to go with you, and she will remain here and face judgment, which among the, the Amaskar people, pirate smile could quite likely mean a pirate smile. <laughs> that sounds Amazing. like so, <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Sorry, mom. And She's still down Meta. there. Um, Meta. She is a dangerous person. She knows she could learn what's going on here. She may try to flee. I don't know. What should the stakes be for Meta? I haven't figured it out. Nuts. Yeah. Uh... I mean, 
I think information should be part of it. I think we want to know how deep the rabbit hole goes with her. Personally, I do. So finding out whether or not she's a pawn. Or... So certainly with success, um, you save her from the link uh, through perhaps removing the spell scar, perhaps doing what you did to um, Sir Dramond in the in the Exodus Knife portal. But you can you can save her and uh, keep her with her brothers, and she will hopefully over time earn the forgiveness of her people. And um, you will save restore her, her to. And she'll be able to give you information about the Order of the Blue Fire. Um, uh, yeah. It seems like failure is uh, the Order of the Blue Fire and whatever uh, terrible powers are behind it um, still have a, a stronghold, still have a strong grip on what goes on in Deep Mascar. Well, I don't know. It seems like we've shattered that. I, well, I, no, because well, her brothers know. It'd be more like she gets away. No, what I mean, I mean, obviously, maybe not her specifically, but the idea is there's still a lot of spell scarred people, there's still a lot of charms. We haven't really, like, saved Deepa Mascar from. Have we or haven't we? I don't know. <coughs> I, I thought we had. I thought we, we cut the snake's head off. Uh, Are the details we have, charm. like, here's all the spell scarred people, here's all the people who were charms. Yeah, but I mean. I'm like, going to say something now. How same. about if. This doesn't work out with her. She escapes or whatever. The fact is, her guilt is not solidified. Either she... Everything gets solved right then and there, and the story ends with her accepting judgment, be it the good way, but the other way leaves the question unsolved for all the people of Deepa Mascar, and that could make her almost a martyr figure to those spell-scarred who don't see her as as a bad guy but see her as a victim of political things outsider things either way and that could create uh, kind of upright or political instability just from that or more people maybe not quite believing what is said about the order of blue fire etc so like more political instability it wouldn't be bad for us necessarily unless that kind of contributes to them maybe not trusting us, and and we just become a kind of a dark chapter in in their history. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing with Meta could be completely no. hidden from the public. The only people Actually, who know. I kind of like that. Uh, it could uh, her fate could tie well, to. We're our, talking about what are the stakes. So. It could oh, be, yeah, it could tie. It could tie to our welcomeness. I mean, if she ends up being a beloved figure that somehow flees. Or faces judgment from our brothers, people could connect that to us, and we might not be welcome here in the future. Actually, <clears throat> right away, yeah, even if they think Done. she's guilty, it's I like failure that. throughout the through the course. The outsiders who came in accused the beloved royal family, yeah. prince, the royal family, and because of those actions, uh, killed her. She she either died or she had to flee and flee her city, depending on the way things go that you choose. Um, and you will likely not be welcome back in the city of Deep Mascar, which could serve as a valuable asset with how powerful their uh, magical prowess are. And our connection with High Mascar, like, that would be tough if we can only deal with half of the... if we can keep the balance good. So there are the stakes for Meta. If you, um, if you succeed, no matter what happens, maybe you do kill her anyway if you succeed. It'll be your choice. Yeah, yeah. But we choose the point fate. is you will... So the people will, um, the people will know that, that what was done was right, uh, and in a failure, the people will blame uh, us, will blame you, and and hate you. 
<laughs> the, the masses. Yeah. You like still have change. individual allies. Sultan yeah. and Turtles know what's up, but um, but they can't control public how opinion they, is they, yeah. the public opinion. I mean, opinion with the fighting in the streets, we know that sometimes it's just not safe. Yeah, cool. Alright. Um, I think there's a couple ways to go about this. Well, first off, are there skills that are tied to entities specifically, or is it just checks that we explain? Yeah, are there any weighted skills? Uh, yes, uh, there is one thing. You cannot use the same skill more than once on the same track. Okay. Okay. So you could use diplomacy four times uh, if uh, you're helping out in one thing, helping out with another, helping out with another, helping out with another. Um, so the same track will require it. Now, different people... Aurora could use diplomacy on a track, and then Ren could use diplomacy on the same track. That's fine. But for each individual person, you um, can't house the same skill. Aiding. aiding is perfectly fine. Yeah. It increases it by two, because remember, if you hit that hard DC, it's gonna, they're going to jump by two. Yeah. Um, it also means, but if you did your own skill and succeeded, you could get it to move your own one as well, or even That's two true. if your skill's high enough. Do we know the um, medium and hard DCs? Yeah, I'll give you, you the medium and hard DCs. Cool. Uh, well, I'm good at engineering and diplomacy and not much else. I've got yeah. I think one way that I've been looking at this is if we if we prioritize what we think. Is I love most... 19. It's 24 and 33. 19, 24, and 33. 30, yeah. I'm almost guaranteed then with diplomacy. I have to roll a two or. Better. Oh, and if as long as you meet an easy DC, the track doesn't move. An easy DC is 17. Um, okay. If you... Um, 17. If you f- go lower than 17, if you fail the easy DC check, that's when they actually move backwards on the track. Okay. That's how it goes. So that's 17, 24, and 32? 33. 33. And not achieving victory is failing. Correct. You only have... You only get five checks. Right. Uh, be it for whatever reason throughout through the, the story that we will craft. So, one, two, three, four, five. So, so you, you go five. So let's say we... I mean, if we succeeded every track, we'd have... Basically, if we fail more than five... Actually, there's the two. All right, we'll just see how it goes. So what I was thinking is if you took... Oh, one more thing. So, um, Keeper is here with you. He came here for one reason. He has a promise to keep with... Stoyla. Stoyla. He came down here with her. He is her... uh, Companion. He is her companion, and he intends to save her from what she's done. And once he's done, then maybe his contract with her will be done, and he can... Um, join up with you guys, but or likely they'll want to join up with you since they have the same goal, which is to get a wrap. So Keeper will help you with anything because he is loyal to you as well. He'll provide a plus one bonus to um, checks to any of the checks, but a plus two to uh, checks with Storyline. Anything with Heptos and Zahar? Heptos, similarly, his um, the the actions, the, 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 the political situation with the city down here in Deep Mascara, these sorts of things don't um, interest don't interest him. He Arath though. Arath is his goal. He left the planar not planar territory. He left the philosopher's temple. The philosopher's temple to break him down to stop the destruction of time and to bring down Arath. He is really only interested in that. However, again, he is a um, He's a he is a companion guy. of you. He he will trust in your guys' judgment that it is towards the end goal, but he will be more passionate about helping with Arath. Plus two bonus on the Arath track. Plus one. Anywhere else, uh, only for a one person's check per round. Okay. I think so. They are. They're like helping here. 
Yeah, it's a hard like, like, like what is our lowest skirts? I think so what I think I think we should we should set our priorities, and then we have two people go. So say a Wrath was number one, and the political brothers is number two. Yeah, I think so. You stick two people, two people on each. Yeah, that's how I think it is too. I think a Wrath brothers, Stoila, Stoila, and then Meta. So I think if you take. Stick two people on a wrath, two people on the brothers, and one person on Stoila to just keep them moving up. Then, when the two people, in theory, finish a wrath and stuff, they can jump over and help. Well, if you don't have if you don't have anybody on a person, they move back. Well, I got two one one one, and see. But it means you can't have nothing be there because I know that they move be too back, far back for you because to well, because that's thing for the first round. Let's just not have back. let's not have if you can finish back. it in two and a half well, saying, rounds though. After one or two rounds, if these aren't looking good enough, you can just abandon these and we can all go over to the most important ones, right? Yeah, yeah. My mistake. Four days, not five. Four <laughs> checks. <laughs> Wait, so four okay, days then. to make five checks? Uh, uh, basically, to succeed in all of them, you want twenty movements. Okay, and you have exactly 20 checks. If you meet hard DCs, they move two. Yeah, so... So, to succeed in all four is very challenging. That will be right. an exceptionally heroic um, feat. feat in line with uh, Paragon okay. Heroes. And so, yes, yeah, great role I, I originally had five things thought out, and I thought that would be too many. So, um, uh, it's four, therefore, it's four checks worth. So, you have 20 checks to move in 20 things. If you meet hard DCs, they'll go further. They'll go speed it up. Okay. If everybody uses their best skills, but then like your best skill now and your best skill now and your best skill now and your best skill now, and if everybody does that, it could go pretty well. Yeah, but, but that's thing we each have to make four checks, right? Yeah, and oh. we don't all have four stellar ones. No, no that's what I'm saying. You, you uh, every because you can't use the same one on each one, but you can use the same one for yeah, each can. thing. That's true. You no, you, no, no, you, you can't right. do you can't do diplomacy, 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 diplomacy. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you can do diplomacy, I'm, diplomacy, I'm diplomacy, yeah. diplomacy. That's though. what I thought you meant. We shift around. Right. Brandis is most passionate about these two. Okay. So I've got not, ideas. Not a wrath in the throat. I've got ideas. No. He never knew a wrath. Oh, I guess so. I mean, Colton's in the lo- he's definitely in the same boat. He's most Colton's going to roll with Brandis because he also doesn't know much about the wrath yeah. thing as well. So we can trade off these two. So, uh, and, um, you guys should think about like, saving like, the yeah, like And remember, two. if you don't even attempt a skill in one of them, it moves back on the track. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So you can't just, you can't all five of you go for one track and, try, and like push it in a line. No. you got to spread it out a bit. Colton is... Yeah. So, so everybody's going to be on that. something, and then two people are going to be on one. So I could see that if we go and do that, and then we just rotate it each round. Yeah. And hope that we knock it, that at least someone gets. You want to get two. check on the brothers of Stoila? Someone gets oh, at least oh, the oh, highest oh, check oh, on uh, one of them. First. Okay, yeah, I'll so go with the brothers. So I'm a little nervous about my we'll be here. history reroll thing. Hang on. Okay, you want to tell us what, which skills are more. more Did you say there was. Wide open. Okay, wide open. You come up with a good. Explanation of how you're using yeah, your skill good to, so subjective, though. to yeah. um, good as judged by me. Okay, um, I'm glad we're clear the, for how no, you're helping yet. out the situation. Be creative. Yeah, take yeah. take some time to think it out. This is this is a significant amount of time. It doesn't even have to be four days. Four days, I, I said. Um, call it, call it's it important. what you want. I'm keeping a calendar check. Well, that's that's true. That's true. You guys are limited on time. So but it takes five years. Well, I think um, it's four days die. before these things expire. But but remember, each one is a considerable amount of time. So yeah. if you roll a diplomacy check, you could say, you know, you spend the day um, uh, going amongst the people and, and doing that, you know, with the streetwise, or you could uh, you could use an, an endurance to, um, you know, to, to I don't know. You guys are the creators. Don't give any ideas. Are we? Some ideas. Okay. 
So, how are you guys? Are you? Are, I don't know how to do these. Colbin and Brannis are going to be right here. Are you guys gonna? How you guys want to want to? Uh, I'm going to start. Ourselves? I'm going to start with a wrath. And in your in your storytelling of what you're doing, um, keep in mind that the, the sky's the limit. You guys are um, be creative with the story. Take liberties with uh, take take liberties with the environment. If you're unsure, just ask me. Um, and and we'll do a back and forth because you guys obviously don't know everything that's going on. Right. So either make it up or or ask me, and I can present you with more information that happens. Make offerings into the story. Make offerings into the story, yeah. Who wants to take a wrath between you two? Well, um, Colt, Ren's gonna be Ren said it. he wanted to. We gotta double up who's who's taking a wrath. And he's well, well who's gonna to double? Well, well you where, have where to where go. Where, where, where do you want to be? I should go where yeah. he goes because he already has diplomacy, which means we shouldn't be on the same level. No, no, you can both time, use diplomacy. Right? Yeah, you guys well, That both doesn't use necessarily mean I'm gonna use diplomacy either. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, where do you want to be? I'll go on Stoya. No, I mean, Aurora's torn between all of these, so. your call. If no one says anything to her. Um, she's going to go after Meta. Um, you want to start? I'm going to take a second, and I'm going to roleplay something. Okay. So while when we got back, and this and this is all kind of happening, Ren, um, Ren was back at the inn one night when he was getting ready for bed, and he was cleaning himself up, and he uh, during the the chaos of everything, he didn't have time to really sit down and examine it, but he, ever since they had fought Lord Dramond out there in the Spell Plague, uh, he just didn't quite feel the same. He never really shook it off. He was kind of like Coleman. He felt a little sick. Um, you know, he got he got kind of hit by that spell fire, but it was one of his it was one of his clone, or his uh, images. Images. So I, he was like, oh, well, that, that wouldn't work. I've gotten hit by way harder than that, and it didn't do anything to me. So he was really kind of curious about this, and, and he was, you know, he was, he was cleaning himself up one night, and he was looking in the mirror, and, and he saw what, kind of like a red spot on his forehead. And as he kind of started to pull it away a little bit, he noticed it went back more. And he pulled it away more, and it went back more. So curious as to what this could be, he pulled out his dagger, and he began to actually cut off all of his hair. The next morning, Ren emerges to meet you guys for breakfast down in the inn. He is not shaved. His head isn't like shaved smooth like skin. It's kind of like mine, where it's down to stubble. Uh And Ren now has a spell scar that starts right here and works its way back his head. Like a line? Just like a line that goes back across his head. Furious. From one corner Racing to straight. the color. Or it, it goes some arts. It goes like corner to corner across his head. Is it like a line or is it kind of like this half of your it's head? Like a, it's like a jagged line that gotcha. goes back. So for the time like being... Like a lightning bolt? For the time... Not a lightning bolt. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. That's why it's not on his forehead. I wasn't going to say anything but um, you said it was jagged. So... Like I recognize those remarks. For the time being, for the record, for the time being, Ren is now rocking a buzzed head, Interesting. and he does have a spell scar. Cool. Dang. Whoa. Whoa. Colbin is unnerved by this. Ren's not really sure what this means or what's going to happen, but unnerved. Regularly nerved. 
All right, this, is, this is part of the course for me. Who's going to go first in this um, series of events Ooh. here? Who has a good idea of what they're doing to help out their uh, chosen path? Brandis. Knows that the key to freeing Stoila is not in the hearts and minds of the people, but in the heart and mind of the warden. And um, <clears throat> begins hanging out at the... Uh, and where she's kept, I think she wasn't actually in a full-on prison, but um, gets to know the uh, the people there, um, and kind of the uh, those in charge of the prisoners, knowing that uh, getting getting in good with them, they'd be able to uh, pass on that perhaps uh, Storla isn't uh, such a bad person, and um, he honestly um, just starts hanging out with them and uh, sees a chance to uh, use something that he excels at. Raw power, and uh, while insulting the the strength of some of the uh, the prison guards there, um, Brandis uh, just says, "You know, I could take three of you easily." And um, in a fight, just just in uh, just as in the the library, um, after he's uh, gotten on gone uh, semi good terms, uh, begins a bit of a bit of a brawl, not with the higher ups. But with the uh, the lowly um, men uh, down below, just kind of a impromptu. Is his, uh, is so he's uh, he's trying to basically just earn their respect by showing his strength, so that the messages exactly. getting good with the, them the, the messages oh, that yeah. he's talking to them will be passed along because it well, will come from someone he, that they have learned exactly. to respect. He, he's got their respect in the first place just because we've we've kind of helped out kind of like that. But um, what starts out as uh, arm wrestling turns into uh, turns into a full on. Uh, Wrestling match between him and uh, and one of the guards, as the rest of them are form a circle and cheer on and place bets. <laughs> Twenty five. And <sighs> no. Oh wait, no. I had a really cool idea if you had failed, but you didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so it uh, it seems to work when it's all when it's all over. You know, they they share drinks. Share drinks and and he's clearly they they clearly like Brandis and you know so the stuff that he's now mentioned to them strategically uh, as as he's been talking to them get the feeling that they'll pass they'll pass it along not even knowing that they've exactly. been manipulated into doing so you know Brandis had just earned their respect such that the words he would say would boys. would travel more at distance you know like, Brandis was saying he's a cool guy by the way he was saying that she's not so bad so. The Storla track. Oh, actually, yeah, twenty-seven to get to this dude. Right. Oh, how's how's he helping out? He brought the cheaters on. <laughs> he gets them riled up. All right, the fat one. Two right. dollars on him. Wow. Okay. So Ren, make a bit. Ren decides to go over <coughs> to the shop where the guy promised to teach him the ritual. And and uh, where he's holding Damon's sword currently, so he goes over to the shop and walks in. And I guess I'm gonna have to play both parts. But it says, you know, you know he says, "Hey, you know, Hello, I've come to I've come to uh, to oh, learn right. from you." And the shopkeeper says, "Ah, I've been waiting. I have your sword here still in good hands." And Ren says, "Excellent. I've come to learn this." And he says, "Okay, it's going to take a little bit of time." 
and I don't want to distract my customers with this. So let's go in the back, and I will show you the tomes that you need to read and practice. Okay, so we go in the back, and he shows me, he gives me the tomes, and I begin to, and I begin to read, and and uh, I say. I, I start, as he's kind of pulling them down, I, I start to inquire about, uh, have you ever met a man named Arath? Has he ever come through here? Has he ever been shopping for any of these items or anything? He says, oh, that, and he, but he's kind of distracted. He says, oh, that kind of sounds familiar as he's going through, and, and he, um, <coughs> oh, here's the tome, here's the tome you need, and he gives it to me, and I start to read it. And as I'm studying, he goes back out to keep you know, running a shop, and I hear kind of a commotion outside, and, huh, that's weird, and I just keep reading, and, and it gets louder and louder, and so I, I go out there, and there's two kind of thugs that are there trying to rob him, and Ren walks out. Magic, magic, magic thugs. thugs. Magic, hey. Ren walks out. Yeah, absolutely. And sees, Ren walks out and sees this, and is both furious that he's, that they're getting, that they're holding this guy up, and... <laughs> Really upset because he's wanting to. It's disrupting his. It's disrupting his uh, his learning, and as he walks out, um, the room just lights up as Ren begins to glow, and his hands start to start to burn with fire, and and he and he simply looks at them and says, "That would not be a good idea to mess with this shop," and they look at him, and this is a. Intimidate check. Nice. Nice. And what's the what's the hard DC? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. And right as I say, and I get a plus two from. Uh yeah. So right as I say that, Heptos comes in as well because he was going to meet me and sees me, and he begins to glare at them as well. And the two formidable, the sorcerer and the deva, terrifying. are terrifying to these two low life thugs. So my 32 plus 2 gives me yes. a 34. Heptos. <laughs> uh, as the two run out, the and the shopkeeper, in gratitude, in gratitude tells me that, <laughs> you know, thank you for helping me with the shop, and, oh, yes, I remember that. I remember a wrath. I, 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 and begins to tell me any information that he has concerning any of his stuff. His involvement. And then I finish doing studying, and I learn the rituals that he was going to teach me, and I get the air sword back for Damon, and I put it in my... on my back. That was the, that was the other I, one. Uh, no, until I meet sword. back with... Never. Uh, Rory's got that. Yes. With the, the rest one, of the group. For sure. So impressed with the, uh, you know, impressed and definitely in gratitude of helping him out with this. He's a powerful thugs, because, I mean, he's got this, he's got defenses set up, you know. He doesn't know anything specifically about a wrath, but he does remember uh, a figure, you know, a person coming through here with with, it, with that name, and he, you know, he can point you in the direction of, of people that would know, um, people that would know more information that uh, they might remember him dealing, uh, dealing with other shopkeepers in the area down here. Two. Oh, two forward for Ren Met. The hard DC. Um, or we'll go to get Meta. Uh, 
being the direct individual that she is, she has chosen to go right to the palace and knock on the front door. Uh, knock, knock. Hello, Justice. Like to deliver one. Are you going in with anyone? Does she flash um, a champion? I mean, because as if it were a badge. If if you chooses to stick with her, he may he may choose to do something else. But um, well, I mean, you guys got soul knives or Tervis on your side. Tervis, uh, no. Well, she could have some guards and stuff too. Yeah, sure. I mean, she's got a little posse. It helps. Rolls deep. Well, she she's focusing <clears throat> on um, basically rocking the holy Bahamut power as much as possible <laughs> to. To kind of give credit, because as she as she approaches the steps, the immediate obstacle in her path is the tons of guards that Maida has outside of the palace, completely barring entry. They are not at all interested in allowing her to even come in to to talk to Maida or to deal with anything there. Holy up herself. So Aurora just starts ranting at them. Uh, in in the way that only Aurora can, just bringing up all the kind of uh, <laughs> diploma, diplomatic, but kind of you know like almost like on a high horse, kind of talking down to them and being like, "How dare you uh, stand in the way of justice? I am the embodiment of a god that is uh, righteous and terrible in his wrath, and I suggest that." For your own, um, for your own city, for the sake of your city, and for what I'm, for what I'm offering you, you you must stand aside. And she's not attempting to, to frighten them, but more to appeal to their, their duty to their nation as opposed to their uh, lady. And she's going to attempt to get them to move aside. And she gets a thirty. 35. Yes. Bang! They tremble. Tremble. At the, at the holy light that... <laughs> and some of them... Indiana Jones. Some of them are, are just insane. so racked with guilt that they actually usher her in, uh, telling the other guards to stand aside, and uh, she easily gets into the palace, hopefully to figure out what's going on with Meta, maybe intercept her before she can leave. Well, this check represents a considerable amount of time. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Getting in, you see that that Meta had put the put her most loyal um, guards outside to buy her time, for she was in the middle of casting a, a, a ritual, trying to, clearly trying to <laughs> teleport out of here, creating Ooh. some sort of portal. She Ooh. seems to have Caught wind of what happened at the Order of the Blue and Fire. And was very loud outside the door. And Aurora I'm sure is she able heard to her shouting about Bahamut. Is able to stop her and apprehend her with the uh, with the guards here. She looked like she was going to put up a fight, but now with those people here, the challenge remains, of course, to make sure that the to settle this to that the people in Deepa Mascar believe you and, and judgment is just fair and, and the public. And yeah, public for um. Yeah. All right. <coughs> you want to go, Hugh, or uh, you go? I'll do Kay. sweep. Uh, sweep. Yeah. Colbin, <laughs> disturbed by the political events and spending a good amount of time with Solden and Tervis, Aurora, and Brandis, just kind of thinking, uh, thinking in his young mind about 
the the kind of the dilemma that faces uh, Deepa Mascar and the possible consequences of either of these these really kind of committed forces coming to power. Um, you know, it's very it's very unsettled and and you know, in in his simple mind, just wishes that why can't we all get along? And as he uh, as he kind of sits, kind of just reviewing his own options, he 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 comes to a decision. And as uh, as the group members move throughout the city to try to kind of advance their goals, one uh, he one day he he leaves the group and goes to the the middle of the city, back to that one spot where we saw a fight break out between the Reclamists and the Isolationists, back to that very spot right on the border where the battle lines continue to be drawn. In this, uh, in this kind of main square, you see kind of to, to your right the Reclamists kind of lined up uh, with menacing looks, kind of always on their guard, and to the left the Isolationists kind of constantly having patrols and posts, like really the, the tension is, is thickest here. And uh, Colbin sits down and begins to... Uh, begins to to relax falling deep into his elemental power and as he sits for two three four five hours he the the people around him kind of with all their magical sensitivities begin to realize that he is gathering some sort of strange power and colvin himself has begun to draw attention um being the unique character that he is you know passers by people not even involved in the conflict because not everyone's involved in in, in uh, in kind of this decision between the two, fo- the two forces, he just begins to kind of gain a little bit more uh, attention. And after after sitting for for ten hours, motionless, kind of increasing these these, these kind of rhythmic emanations that you guys have all sensed in, in combat, Colbin uh, embarks upon his greatest creation yet. You see him, uh, or those present see him slowly lower his fists to the ground and as the thrumming rhythms kind of begin to increase in size all of a sudden a great stone throne rises up from the rock beneath him and he stands he sits on on top of this throne that is intricately adorned with runes and ancient dwarven uh kind of uh uh sculptures and kind of reliefs stories of kind of great battles in the past that have been long forgotten kind of adorn this mighty kind of throne and pedestal and as these, as all present, and as word spreads quickly of, of what is going on in the square, people come from both sides to flock around what this, what this strange creature and this, this kind of unnatural creation is. And it is in that moment of kind of puzzlement and mutual curiosity that Colbin, uh, Colbin kind of plays his hand. Because he has come to realize that though there is a great division in ter- uh, among the people, that their one unifying quality is their curiosity, is their is their magical interests, and <clears throat> he stands before the people and says, "Where I come from, conflict is settled with competition." And he says, he spreads his arms to the people and he speaks and he says, he tells them his story of how he came to be and he says, "I offer you the opportunity to study." He says, "Send your best from the isolationists, from the reclamists." And I offer you a competition to find out who I am. And the opportunity is, the, the, the challenge kind of ripples out among the city and quickly the two sides, part out of, partly out of competition, desire to win, and greatly because of just the curiosity innate in this people, they begin to embark upon a, a, a path of study to find out the nature of Colbin and how is it he came to be and what exactly is at the root 
of these strange elemental powers that he possesses. Have you rolled yet? I haven't rolled. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fail. I can't fail, but... I, I mean, I can't fail. Uh, the, you can't fail. Yeah. That's so this why. is the athletics check for Holman's mighty how well creation. Are you in? We'll see. Mm, I didn't make the uh, high DC, but Darn. I did get a thirty. That's not bad. Not bad. Moves him more towards resolution as he begins to sort of, you know. Not quite unify everyone, but you know, at least, dis- at the very least, a question has been raised. They're distracted raised, from they're the They're starting to war. get distracted from their from their quabbles, quabbles for the moment. All right, Hugh is actually going to change tack a little bit. He's not going to go after her. His original thought was that he was going to go and corral he was gonna her. Follow Aurora, and then was frightened by. He's going to corral her, uh, but Aurora seems to have her in hand. So, literally, <laughs> yes. So. Solon and Turvis now no longer essentially driving for a civil war. Um, the forces on both sides, coming at least from the top, have sort of withered. Uh, but there are still sort of splinter factions, kind of the homebrew anarchists who want, you know, their side to win. The the hardcore fanatics for either side. The blackened swords. Um, and Solon and Turvis. Yeah, the remnants of the blackened swords. You know, the remnants of the blackened swords. But... Yeah. Um, they, uh, essentially knowing that a war was brewing, they kind of want that to be headed off. So the particularly, uh, fanatic and sort of really nasty guys, the ones who, like, you know, heard you had a, you know, the isolationists who heard this particular family had harbored aliens from outside the place, went in and killed them all, all that kind of stuff. They're really ones who basically don't give the side they're rooting for any credit. Uh, and so Solon and Turvis provide Hugh with essentially lists of who these people are, and they are currently, their whereabouts are unknown, and they're operating. And yes. Hugh begins to go and... Yes. Black Ops! Well, he begins to hunt them down. He's essentially, his job is to go Remove find them the so up. that... Uh, a peacemaker. The appropriate sides like can deal they with their loose cannons. And so oh Hugh spends the God. day uh, going down this list and <laughs> finding where these people are <laughs> and basically reporting back to Solid and Turbis where they are so that oh, their amazing. guards can handle the situation. Sure, he's just reporting. Observe and report. Right. Uh, 18. That's, nice. that's like over... Over uh, a billion? No, what is that? That's uh, like 40-something. 40-something. Yeah, you win. Yeah. 42? <laughs> you win at D&D. 42. Yes. Uh, That's a lot. So, Hugh is successful. He has spent, I mean... All day. All He spent They're a little less... Dead. It's been some time since he's had to hunt people down in a city, but it's something he did uh, very frequently back when he was <laughs> in Walloon. Walloon! <laughs> uh, Walloon! Awesome. And not all of it is just physical tracking. He's able to kind of just talk to people and... Uh, I don't know, just be able to judge an area and tell from the mm, the physical markups and also the tension that's there, whether people are around and stuff. So awesome. he's able to find the folks and they're dealt with. Every single that one was, of them. That was an awesome role, but for some reason the thing that keeps coming to my mind is the phrase snitches are bitches. <laughs> so, Snitch with, bitches. well, come on. With that, the... He, he moves the center. Amongst 
these people that he's uh, rounding them up, right? Uh, he's not exactly rounding them up. He's finding out where they are and the ah. essentially the appropriate sides. If they're all of a sudden they start reclamist fanatics, up. they're sort of going and taking <laughs> care of their own loose cannons so that things are a little less wild. Nice. Who meets a little bit of resistance along the way? And it is the it is only the quick reactions of Hugh when he comes under uh, he comes under attack at one point. How does Hugh react when um, when all of a sudden someone you know is basically trying to backstab him as he's uh, is ambushing uh, ambushing Hugh with a couple of these extremists? They're magical. Uh, but just, does he kill him outright, or I mean, he could defeat him, but does he kill? Do you him? Escape, do would you he kill, kill him outright, or would he? Uh, Think what, back to Wei Loon. What would it be? His uh, Do you get a flashback to Wei Loon? Um, could he kill them? How easy would it be for him to kill the, the people? Oh yeah, you're absolutely. About? Hugh can. Hugh outmatches these guys. Yeah. Uh, Hugh, yeah. basically, the one who initially tried to jump him because Hugh's. It's hard to jump Hugh, and so he saw it coming. Uh, so the one who was in the front goes down pretty fast. And that gives the others pause enough where he just slips away and they don't know where he went. One guy died. He and saved the life of his brothers. When Hugh gets the first guy, the guy the guy in front, uh, <laughs> he notices his form change after he is killed. And as his body drops to the ground and Hugh slips away, he can see the body reverts to the noticeable form of a doppelganger. Yes! Doppelgangered. <clears throat> and, uh... Hopefully it's just the one. Yeah. Hugh <laughs> <laughs> uh, takes note of this and uh, includes that with his report back to the appropriate well, sides. Would you advance right. the board? Potentially one check away from Top of the order. Alright. Marlon Brando. I'm a lot of successes. Uh, a lot of successes in this first Round. period we'll period see. of time. I'm assuming yeah. the first night... Uh, this, this is, you know... The first time we meet up after people have made progress, we we tell our stories. What I've done, Brando's gains a lot of respect for you. Yes. Brandis is like, I just started a fight in a prison. <laughs> I hope it helped. <laughs> Aurora's not back. Um, She's not there. Oh, okay. Brandis moves, let's see, one, two... You guys have an extended three. rest, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you hit your second milestone, so if you choose Should I roll to take it, Six. roll for what? We can move through allies, right? Um... Well, there was some stuff that was going on well, with like the affliction, affliction ritual, and doing all that kind of stuff. Oh, then I, let's handle the extended rest stuff after all of this. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and Brent has some um, like, <clears throat> a little bit of just role playing, just basically while this time passes uh, outside of the, these events. Brandis uh, is going to use a shift and then a move, and then I'm using an action point to um, <laughs> to drink a, an ale to do a skill over here. <laughs> He comes in here. So yeah, this is the next the next thing, so you guys choose where you go, but... He gains audience. Yeah, actually, just move people back. Just move everyone off, and then you can move them actually, back. He gains audience with, uh... Tervis and... Soldenmike. Soldenmike. I can't remember his name for a second. Um, 
And, um, like a great warrior lord, a leader of battle, Brandis shares some of his stories, some of his stories, some stories he's heard, and some things that he Doesn't thinks think are real, but can't really be sure. Um, and share some stories of uh, Deepa Mascar's past, High Mascar's past, since High Mascar has kind of split, um, and um, the strengths and weaknesses of kind of both of their sides. He kind of he kind of tears down. Uh, or he, he, he kind of pumps up both the isolationist standpoint, not just in Deep Master's thing, but kind of in, you know, powerful governments and, and uh, ruling nations of old, of kind of the isolationist idea and form, which is, you know, present in, in every culture, and the angle the reclamists kind of go towards of expanding their power. And um, first kind of pumps them up and talks about how powerful and, and wise each side is, but then also tells stories of their downfall and um hoping they'll get the idea and just uh yeah does uh, a history check of just um starting out by kind of you know they, they they do have like there are good core ideas to both of these but um but he also points out the foolishness of either side going too far to the extreme so I have my new thing here so I rolled poorly but I get to re-roll Luckily, I'll definitely do better because my first roll was a one. <clears throat> um, alright. There we go. Yeah! <laughs> 22. So, not enough for... You're not going backwards. So, not going backwards, but it's okay. not moving forward. Oh, it does not go forward. You, what was the natural They roll? get into a fight. Uh, that would have been, I guess... <laughs> Don't tell us of your history. Eight. Yeah, eight. Well, so. I imagine Tervis and Solden can't be in the same room together for very long. So, like halfway through your story, well, he's yeah. he's trying to explain these things to them, and uh, basically, you know, Brandis is trying to do this, but he's just not getting through to them. And eventually, uh, who's the more hot-headed one? I'd say Tervis um, for sure. He's Tervis. crazy. Tervis. Yeah, he's Tervis still hates. Tervis at knows one us. point just says, "This is a waste of time." You know, we got to go figure out what this. Like weird guy on the throne is and <laughs> leaves, um, and you know Brandis and 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 Sultan Sultan thanks him and he says he says, you know I sometimes my brother he just your lessons are well received he just doesn't listen uh, you know your lessons I understand what you're saying you clearly got through to him but you know this is a um, you got messed it all up you got to get on both and so so. Tervis just leaves, and it, and you know the the examples weren't good enough for him. He just and you are also an outsider. You just kind of never Everything still haven't minus been able to get over that uh, <laughs> that problem he's had. Seduce him. Okay. So what happens? Okay, so if I went to talk to Soul, if I went that route that Brandis just went, mm-hmm. and I got. A, and I might, I'm at the high DC. Mm-hmm. Will that push me over the limit now? Yeah, it's done. That's full. Success. I might be able okay. to do that for with my next check, unless you have like something you really want to do. Because I can, I can almost guarantee that I need to roll a five or higher. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same boat. Go for it then. Do it. Okay. He was Go already on. kind of there and had some story rocking out with that particular section. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh... As, as the competition ensues and wizards are dispatched to research 
the uh, to the depth and the scope of uh, of Colwyn's nature. They aren't gentle, <laughs> and uh, Colwyn undergoes some rather excruciating uh, magical, yeah, magical, you know, exploration and and experimentation. Um, huh. I would say Ren probably comes along when he hears about what Colvin has offered and is I would say a little bit I mean even even dis- despite Ren's kind of like vicious nature on the battlefield I would say has a, has a rather professional ethic when it comes to yeah, well, I mean you know he had the whole thing going back going on with like that the the whatever little demon back in mm-hmm. in uh, Demon Mascar and he's really kind of turned turn a coin in terms of kind of the ethics of, of what it means to pursue magical knowledge and he he questions a little bit, kind of like the the the, the fervor which, with which these kind of these uh, mascari kind of pursue, and Colvin is, is forced to endure some uh, some ruthless kind of uh, ruthless, painful uh, experiments um, as as the kind of this competition uh, carries forth. And but as uh, let me let me roll. I made the hard DC. Um, but as as the as the competition kind of moves forward, you really do see like a, an immediate blurring of the lines. What was clearly two teams kind of competing for knowledge, trying to uncover the source of the power and the depth of the power. How is it that that as Colbin claims, like what was really just an average Goliath child, somehow being kind of like this epically connected, powerful kind of being within the period of like months. With, as, the, as this question begins to fascinate them on deeper and deeper levels, you see that people begin to collaborate, working with each other, sharing data. The, the attainment of knowledge becomes much more important than the dividing lines between them, and it just becomes a unified pursuit of understanding of Coleman. And as they begin, as they come to the conclusion of this and reveal some of the knowledge about where, what, Coleman's origins, those being not primal, not martial, but divine in nature, connecting connecting its themselves uh, back to the elemental chaos themselves and drawing power from those primordials who who also uh, rule over that realm. They, there is, there, it has become almost a, a national event as people being kind of following the results of this. And it's something that, that, that really becomes the talk of the talk of the city for a short period of time as new magic has been discovered by the collaboration of the great uh, of the great city's uh, wizards um, in this competition, and it becomes kind of a symbol, a boon of perhaps better times on the horizon, as the as the uh, the moderate forces, as the city kind of unifies in, in their view. Or I'll I'll let Greg continue to talk about how we now. Uh, oh, you you did roll it? Oh, I didn't see the. Result. I did roll. I, I rolled the high DC, so we should be completed with that. All right. Um, you're doing a better job than me. You can finish it up. <laughs> I well, then, I mean, no. Then, then it becomes uh, that's what happens. It becomes a symbol of of the overall community and perhaps over Travis's the heart is well over the. It's, I think it starts more with the people. It's a more grassroots thing. Like over the a couple of days, literally, like the the battle lines come down. Like the the square that was two sides um, at the beginning of this competition are no longer. I mean, the the stone throne itself becomes becomes a symbol of. Uh, of 
their 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 kind of their their oneness when it comes to the pursuit of knowledge, and they realize that if they're going to make kind of continue and advance in what is true their most important value, that they need to abandon abandon kind of like thoughts of isolation, thoughts of, of conquest, and find a way to kind of work with as many people as can become involved in the process. It becomes just a very unilateral kind of like. Uh, you know, redefining of what, what's important in the city, and the leaders, the leadership, leadership rises to reflect that. Um, Solden and Turvis kind of join to a point more kind of democratic uh, participation of the people, and they they kind of step back rather than being kind of more dictators, as being kind of uh, I know uh, moderators of of this kind of collaborative government that, that is uh, established. And low. It will be told in stories of legend, the mysterious creature who came to a city that was in such a turmoil to be on the brink of civil war. Weapons drawn on both sides, but not a shot fired yet. And then in a mere two days, this this, this strange, mysterious, mysterious figure rises, and the details, uh, you know, are the details are lost. To uh, to history, but people speak of you know one of the most wise, uh, one of the most wise creatures to have ever walked the earth. Who who manages to not only um, not only make the people realize that the civil war is not what was necessary, but to even restructure the entire government in a uh, in a matter of forty eight hours and cause these people with greatly different ideals to uh, to work together. Something that. Even the optimists thought would take months, uh, months to happen. Months of highly skilled diplomacy. All I needed was a kid with a stone. <laughs> Thinking about that, that is, I mean, a city of giant magic people. Yes, I was a thirteen-year-old level zero. I'm now level eighteen. Where does this come from? Yeah, no. I mean, that's quite potent. He's been getting eyed since he stepped foot in the city, and he decided to just roll with it. The first guy we talked to, the shopkeep guy, was like, "I would like to study." Of course he would. <laughs> All right. Well, um, then Ren is going to continue down the <clears throat> wrath path. The wrath path. And you know, after he talked so to, you can't use. Uh, uh, yeah, it's used intimidate. Yeah. So Ren, uh, after talking to the shopkeeper and asking him about a wrath, and the shopkeeper told him, "Oh, yeah, I kind of know something about it. Go talk to these guys. They know more about it." So Ren. Takes the shopkeeper's advice and goes over to. Uh, it's not a shop; it's more kind of like a, like a little library, we'll say, um, and and opens the door and and walks in and and starts to talk to the guys and uses his, you know, when he's not pissed off, jovial self, and you know, starts to talk them up and they're talking the talk about you know, Jesus, arcane stuff and and and. And, you know, as he's winning, as he's gaining more and more favor with them and, you know, being cool and playing to their their love of the arcane, uh, begins to probe them and ask about Arath and see if they know anything and begins, uh, when he feels like he's, like he's won their favor enough, begins to um, plead with them to uh, share any knowledge that they have with him and... And that's going to be a diplomacy check. 28 to 30. 
freaking low rolls tonight for me. Or uh, you get? I think I'm gonna Thirty me. with okay. his bonus. If you feel like you can do something, still can do As Hep does, you know, as follows follows Ren around and helping out. Get a thirty. It does further your goal as you manage to uh, you manage to learn a bit more about you know what Arath was doing here. People um, people talk, and the information that you learn is that this that he definitely he was definitely here meets the description, and he was definitely asking about the throne of Amanon. He was a clever guy, and he wasn't. Um, heavy-handed about it, you know, it just kind of came up in casual conversation, and perhaps it's not until Ren sort of mentions it and brings it up, they're like, oh, that's right, he did, you know, kind of talk about that, and he kind of, he was purchasing <laughs> literature on the history of the Mascari people, and clearly trying to, um, to learn more about this thing. These guys don't know specifically, you know, how that resulted, um, but you do know that there was definitely, um, something that, that, uh, Solden was, uh, Solden had talked about someone giving away secrets to uh, to outsiders, which would make sense to be to be something about Arath. So these guys, um, you're definitely sort of on the track of where he was, and they even hand over some um, some evidence and some stuff that Arath had traded to them that they, you know, after earning their favor and kind of explaining you know, how important this is, they um, they're able to. To, to give you some some assistance that they can. Cool. Um, having having gotten into the palace with no trouble at all, and arrested her, right? Well, very nearly. Uh, as she walked into the main chamber, just about to uh, to apprehend Meta, made a burst into tears, distracting Aurora just long enough for her to blast her with, with a spell, allowing her just a split second to vanish completely from uh, from view, causing Aurora much consternation. Uh, she ran away. Clearly had just enough time to do something, uh, which Aurora discovers was... Um, a secret passage kind of behind one of the... Very simple. It's not even magical, which is weird for this kind of place, but sometimes the simple things are the things you don't look for when you're magically attuned. So behind a particularly nice uh, tapestry depicting the royal family is a, a long, deep passageway leading very deep into the Underdark and twisting and turning. Aurora must now navigate through this labyrinth of tunnels to catch up with Meta. Hopefully catch her before she gets away. And she gets a 29. Nice. 29. The chase is on. The chase is on. How many days does it take to catch her? An entire day. An entire day. An entire day. And Describe how, how she gets her. Well, maybe not even gets her. I mean, but she, she manages to get through this place because the real trick is there are many, many offshoots. Some of these are natural tunnels and some of these are clearly hewn into the stone with uh, magical means. And she basically just follows 
the the little hints of um, of what makes sense for an escape passage. What what is normal? You wouldn't go necessarily in that direction because it's too rough. It doesn't make sense. Uh, this way has kind of a magical barrier sort of stone, and that wouldn't make sense for the mascari to build into there. So she manages to uh, get into a particular area. It's kind of a large uh, cavern with a few a few entry points. And as she's looking down one, she can almost hear the kind of thrum of the stone as it's reacting to some kind of magical energy that is that is passing through it. And it's it's very subtle, but her attunement to the stone allows her to pick up on it as she uh, is certain that this is the path that Meta has gone down, and hopefully she will catch up to her imminently. All right. Did you already move her? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was the one. Yep, yep. No. Mr. Sorry. Mr. Weaver. Hugh. Actually, I have a little trouble coming up with this one. Um... Hugh goes and speaks to Stoila a little bit. He doesn't ask her too many direct questions, but he asks her fairly simply enough, how red-handed were you when you caught you? <laughs> Essentially. I'm your way. I'm way. And uh, it's actually not as bad as he had thought. It's fairly... Essentially, she was in the library uh, when she wasn't supposed to be, um, which is pretty bad. But whether or not she broke in there, whether or not she had she had sort of a half-assed alibi that some unknown person had let her in, and so it was pretty weak. And you could totally vouch for her if only they could find him. It was pretty weak, um, and so essentially, if they but they had found signs of someone breaking in to the. Uh, purple library and all kinds of stuff like that. So it was clear that someone had broken in and she was the only person who looked like they were there. So Hugh takes this information in mind and decides to essentially attempt to throw them off the chase by breaking into the library himself indicating that, oh, maybe it wasn't her. It was someone else. (laughs) Hey, reasonable doubt. (laughs) Feeling it. Uh, So Hugh... Uh, takes a little while, and uh, this is probably going to be a two-part <laughs> setup to get pull this off. So he's first, he has to scope the place out for a while. He is going to go basically check out this library. He's looking for magical wards, magical alarms, magical traps, anything that could. Uh, if he's going to break this place anything. out, he's scoping it out. Yeah, heavily. You can go ahead and do do one roll, you know, stealth or perception or whatever you want to do for it. Um, but you can resolve the whole thing just from that one check. Resolve the whole thing. It, okay. it doesn't have to relate right. to everything that happens. Just one check mechanically, but it goes crazy with the story. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a 20 on that one. Let's see, that's, that's, that's a 20? 44. <laughs> Jesus. You beat the hard DC by 10. <laughs> um, so after spending a considerable amount of time um, checking this place out, Hugh can see... Uh, the markings where Stola broke in, and he can see exactly how she was caught. They're clear. Um, it's difficult to spot, but once you've seen them a few times, there are sort of arcane little marks, and it's like, okay, that's the trigger set up. So he basically breaks in again and purposely sets off the alarms. 
uh, so that guards will come. And he... What does the ma- purple library look like inside? The purple library is Small. surprisingly not purple at all. It's very green. What a huge disappointment. The purple library is restricted to... Um, to to uh, especially to outside of specifics, the knowledge that is inside is especially secret. Yeah, yeah. You, you're in trouble now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so essentially, Hugh sets off the alarm and waits until there is a glimpse by a guard. He gets seen, but it's not clear that it's him. Essentially, and he leads a chase through the city. A merry chase. And uh, is able to hide, and they don't find him. Uh, he's able to conceal himself in some. Ramshackle with danger. place. Uh, so it is no longer clear to the guards whether or not they have the right person because the person they had broken in. I mean, clearly breaking into the purple library—that's not a feat that happens every day. So surely couldn't be. And it was the similar, you know, similar mo as the as the original one to, to boot. And doubt spreads among uh, among the very people that uh, that apprehended her. And, Are you sure you saw what you saw? And you know, there's. Could be magic. Could be. Could have been an illusion. You know, all Amazing. sorts of uh, things. This is a very magical place. You know, they know that just because you literally saw someone breaking in, grabbed them, and took them to jail, does not mean that that person did it. Grab it. It's the wrong trousers. <laughs> so, uh, it's the wrong. Very good. Then is that uh, was that everyone? Uh, that was everybody. Yeah. With one track completely solved. Amazing rolls from a lot of people. Disappeared. Um, the other tracks are on the verge of victory it does require a hard DC to leap over that final edge potentially three checks away if they're all amazing remember, you amazing. and remember you can do aids Yeah. so this is uh, if you now, do an aid does it count as your turn it does count as your turn so it's a trade off in and that does it have to be the check the other person does although it could potentially yes. be useful if if someone goes before you and they're within two because uh, right now we're doubling up on something you need anyway you decide to aid um, before the roll I'm, I'm going to do ins- so the but the idea is you guys only need three because especially when you get to the point where you're going to need to hit hard DCs which yeah. you're close to basically hard DC will do this or medium and then a hard but you're going to need a hard so for example it'd be better using, to pull off a hard using a, a, an aid will be what's will get you more likely to finish the really quick what's everyone's best skill and their actual check in uh perception 24 and I have a reroll okay I don't have rerolls I mean my best is I've already blown that on I've blown that on stoilers I can do the other two that are currently open I wanted to do an intimidation thing just for story, but I could, I could do I could always do an, an athletics. I've got just twenty like, for uh, for endurance that I, I have an idea thing for Stoila, um, which becomes a twenty-two with, uh, with the Robo Man. So if someone wants to aid me or would like me to aid them, I've, I've been, I have something with Stoila that would be cool. Do you want to endurance? I can finish it. Well, well, no, if it's athletics, I can yeah. do it too. Yeah, yeah. So the so insight, you if you aid me, I I'll have a thirty-one. At least the basic. Of what? Because I can add oh, a thirty-one. A thirty-one. <laughs> <laughs> any roll. All right, we got this toilet locked down. Because I, full. I've got a. I can do a. Tw- I have a twenty-eight oh, okay. intimidate, <laughs> but I can't use it on. Around. Dude, I mean, do you want to help a meta? Or I mean, she I, seems like you two could switch. Imitate or oh, wait, hold on. Do you want to? I could do. You have a twenty intimidate. Let me aid you on intimidate. 
You have 28 Intimidate? Because my Intimidate's not that good. I can hit you on Intimidate. Well, you want to do something for Stoyo, don't you? Yeah, I can hit you for Stoyo. I mean... Well, I have, uh... I don't know. If I have something... I have an idea for Intimidate for Stoyla. <laughs> so, I mean, either oh, okay. change my skill, or change who's, who I'm doing it with. Okay, if I'm can, doing my thing. I can do a different... If you guys are going to work on Stoyla, either aiding... One of you guys aiding the other one. But did you want to do that, too? Do what? Stoila? Well, I have someone else. She wants, she's doing Meta. Are you doing Meta all you the way? Meta? She's going to do Meta. Well, it, my insight's 21, so I have a pretty good chance of at least getting the basic. Brennan's has an endurance check ready for a wrath. I will step on that. Get, why don't you do it? Does so anyone want check. to... Like, it looks like based on the number of people, we have two for each of these. Let's say either two checks or one aiding each. Hopefully Lincoln and I can get still locked down. And then you guys basically are still going for Meta. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'll maybe. sweep again. I'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, actually, actually yeah. We can play it by ear. Um, doing two checks has the advantage of, uh, you know, you can, you can see what happens. And if you succeed, that's a 32. So. Are you doing your intimidate on Stola in particular? Because my, what I was going to describe is about Stola personally. What's, What's your, your intimidate check? Well, my my intimidate check is uh, twenty five. Could do it, and I'll assist you. Actually, why don't you just you flavor it however you want to? You can do the roll, and you can assist him, but it all works out. Yeah. So you just flavor it, and I'll I'm gonna flavor it. You do the roll. Okay. All right. So, okay. um, there's a, the pieces are falling into place for story. You should do. You can do the roll first, and you know if you're going to completely succeed. Okay. So you can craft the story all, all the way to the That's end. That's true. I, I, I would rather not tell the finishing portion for Stoila, actually, since I've already done the finishing portion, so I'll just tell my part. Oh, okay. well, let, let's roll. Okay, so I'm going to assist, so and you're going to assist roll. me, and we have the plus I two. succeeded. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to roll. <laughs> and I rolled a 44. <laughs> okay. Yes. Reverse out of the prison. So. <laughs> the form of eagle. Um, the pieces are falling into place for... Stoila, and as Brandis wins favor within the prison, kind of garnish, garnering um, some sympathy with her cause and kind of reframing uh, her crimes in the mind of the layman uh, in this place, and Hugh works on the highest levels to cast doubt on the crime itself, really the one of the few obstacles standing in the way of her freedom and emancipation is Stoila herself, who has since day one had a really terrible attitude and been extremely unapproachable by most people. Um, this, this demands attention, and, um, it is Ren's powerful magics combined with Colbin's innate abilities that help Colbin one, uh, one night when the guards are being distracted by Brandis's rowdy antics to infiltrate not only the prison, but the cell of Stoyla herself. <laughs> Small grains of, uh, earth and, and rock pouring through the, uh, the ceiling of the magically sealed... That's where Ren came in. Uh, prison allow Colbin to wake wake uh, Stola vigorously in the night. Nice. Let it go. Stola has never been has never been. <coughs> she's extremely she's extremely entitled. She uh, feels like what she has is important. She feels like she is connected to no one and, and owes no one any explanation. And it is. It is therefore the the uh, the conclusion of of uh, of, Col- of Colbin that he has to take a rather direct approach <coughs> to uh, to speaking with her, and he gives her the massive yelling treatment that he has given a number of people on a number Everyone of times. Has demonstrated that it works. 
Colvin simply presses her against the wall and screams at her for about half an hour about how she's going to F up the situation, die, and then her mother will be... Cry. Yeah, will, will be heartbroken at the loss for the rest of her life and it will be all her fault. And he puts this in extremely simple terms. Mega guilt trip. Uh, extremely loud terms and extremely long terms. Um, often just saying the same thing over and over again for a period of minutes. And cry? Uh, I mean, it nearly breaks her spirits and it at least causes her to, ex- or to display a measure of, of humility towards the guards the next morning and becomes to begins to apologize for whatever fraction even might have been perceived on her part on behalf of the Mascari people. Babbling. So, and this in this way, uh, Ren softens her towards you know the idea of receiving some some sympathy and some kind of uh, whatever concession on the part of the on the Mascari if she were to be pardoned. What's Ren doing? Ren just was was going with Colbin. And come with, come with, man. Colbin was prison. Colbin was freaking fired up and was just like, "You're coming with me. Come on, we got things to do." And so he went with him. And before we went in, Colbin, which in a thirteen-year-old but scary-ass way, was like, "We need, <coughs> I need you to look Makes as scary sense. as you possibly can here. We need to do that scar of yours. We need to smack some sense into into the situation." She's just being so, brat. Ren just went. Ren just went and was and was just along for the ride to look tough, and uh, and and that was it. He was just rolling with Colton. I mean, it was. I mean, it was the two scariest people in the group at the scariest they've been in a long time. Forty-four. Terrifying. Count each one of those. Mortified. Um, What did you roll? I roll. I didn't even roll at my age. It's automatic. Roll it anyway. Let's see. Twelve. Twelve and twenty-five. Thirty-seven. (laughs) <laughs> so he met the hard DC as well. It was double hard DC. One, we got an eighty-three combined. Combined, That's a whole lot of skills. <laughs> we are scary Skill as fetty. hell. <laughs> Literally. Um, and so, yeah. does anyone want to talk about the wrap up? <coughs> now that she's—that's the hard DC. So she's she's emancipated, proclamated, yeah, freed. The um so. Between all of this, you know, it's it's not hard to, you know, when you go to, I don't know, I don't have something thought up. That's good. Well, so we have like yeah, the, I have, the, <laughs> the really bad. No, no, it's the so it's the guards are essentially on her side. There's the a downcast about they whether or not Colvin. she committed the crime. The trial. Have the it, right com- it comes to a trial. Like she she is brought for, <coughs> for her 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 case to be reviewed. She she's been granted an appeal. Based. She's the perfect defendant. Yeah, she's been too. granted she's an appeal, like, and who are the people showing up uh, on her side to advocate for her? Besides keeper. all of us, keeper, keeper, and <laughs> what pre- what defense does keeper present on this the day of her appeal? He makes a, a lengthy account of her good qualities, of which he is very thorough with. Uh, you know, just he he seems to just record these things. You know, oh, yeah, somewhere in perfect. his mind. He's got Keep perfect memory. memory, so he he recounts this time where he, he saw her. Number three, three, two, good with children. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, like that, but not um, not cold. He he's a he's an empathetic person, in as much as he is a person. Uh, but there's something about a magically living construct speaking up for this strange person actually kind of wins over a lot of the Amaskari because he's like magic he's yeah. like magic made life so it, it like means all, a lot to them all the things we're doing for the city are like garnering a little more welcomeness to like the outsiders like 
we're starting to do good things, and so yeah, being outsider. Up, it's be well, for a minute, being outsider is becoming a little bit more of an asset rather than a liability They're because of all the great now. things that we've done for their city. And that keeper who looks as outside as, as anyone, you know, the fact that Soil is an outsider, you know, the new government, the new leadership, the new judges, perhaps to make a statement as to how much they've turned the corner and turned the leaf. <laughs> She becomes a little bit of an exemplary case for uh, how they how they would hope to embrace <coughs> outsiders and move forward in the future. Get out of here, Stoyla. Here's all your stuff. Oh, wait, She's no, extremely no. grateful, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll role play her. Um, kind of meeting you guys officially <laughs> after this is all over. Um, <coughs> awesome. After all this. So who are we going then? Um, I was gonna go last. Brandis. You want to go, Brandis? Yeah. Brandis is already. Hugh and Aurora. Where's Brandis? Oh, you already. So we were the first ones, ones to go that round. I was about to start. Yeah, you were the first um, ones to go. Yeah, Brandis. Uh, he knows that the real, the real people to talk to about getting answers in this town are the barflies. Yes. Brandis is going to do an endurance check, and he's going to spend the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking and talking, and drinking some more. Does he go to? Does he? How, how, what's his? Is he go to like one bar and stay in that entire bar oh, and drink? The, the, the or does he go to every bar? The most every <laughs> bar crawl. He does a bar crawl, but since oh, like, in the Underdark there's no real kind of time <coughs> thing, and I see it as not so much as people go. Mm, well, this is kind of our artificial nighttime, artificial daytime. There's kind of a day-night cycle that rolls through the city, so there's always Pass a bar open. And Brandis just spends a 24-hour period kind of following the evening, like, nightlife cycle that goes through the city. Incredible. Because it makes sense. If you have a city, you know, it's underground, if there are, you know, too many places to eat, you alternate their hours. So not always competing. So. And it includes bars. He uh, he drinks, and he honestly just kind of brings up, it's a combination (laughs) of trash-talking to Wrath, Making him sound cool but evil, like a very powerful magical guy, and not so much always just saying, "Hey, do you know anything about a wrath?" Sometimes he'll make a wrath sound amazing for the magical side, so they go like, "You know, I'm I'm curious." And so basically, people will go out, and a wrath will be one of our problems is that no one knows about a wrath. No. So he kind of almost spreads the word, not so much about the academy and all this, but a wrath is a bad guy. So if someone says, you know, hey, you know, I was hearing about this wrath guy, then someone might speak up and say, hey, I got an invitation to some school. I just threw it out with a joker. So that kind of thing. And Brandis drinks and drinks. We don't have anyone helping him over. Oh, we do. Heptos. Plus two. Plus two. Oh. How is Heptos helping you? You, forgot, you gotta earn that plus two. <laughs> Heptos. Because you don't like Heptos. Um, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Telekinetic. Is reigning in Brandis's, uh <laughs> when Brandis gets off topic. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. We're, we're here about. Don't forget we're about, about a wrath. A wrath. Not. No, that's amazing. not the magical pendulum. It's so it's so brilliant. Look, this couldn't happen without someone doing that. No, we're not. Mummy rot. One day, not, we're not here for mummy rot, man. Come one on. day is nothing. Brandon's gonna talk for one day about anything. Pick but, a topic. Uh, one down it. Unfortunately, um, Brandis. I mean, you did get a one, right? You got a twenty-two. Yeah, but I rolled a one. You oh, so you have 23. Um, you succeed. Well, no, I have a 20 base. He has two. So that's a 23. Plus a one. So it's a 23. I thought the, uh, the DC was Is that the 24. second one you've rolled? Oh. 
So I got 21 plus 2 is 23. <laughs> What hour? He gets close. Like, of the 24-hour period, it's like 21 hours in, and some guy's like, yeah, you know, I heard about a rap, and then Brennan's just kind of like... Oh, really? And he's a big guy, so it does, like, the table-breaking thing. So much that the guy would not hang around to finish his sentence, he's out the door immediately. Hepdos just gets up and leaves and doesn't act like he knows Brennan's. I don't know. I've lived forever, and I don't have time for this. (laughs) When Brennan's comes to... When Brennan's comes to that evening... There's a fee for the table. He Pinned finds that uh, Heptos is there. Heptos has clearly used his uh, telekinetic powers to carry Brandis back to <laughs> their place. And he just says, interesting plan. <laughs> Jared's like, I was, I was so enjoyable. Is plan! I was just drinking! <laughs> it was says, incidental. It was with, not without some small victories. There was a man who claimed to be a former blackened sword. He said that uh, Arath had much dealings with uh, with his former boss, Lydius. I tried to press him for more information, but he... Uh, Didn't know it. But he, <laughs> he, he left, and then, uh, and then I had to tend to you. Good. I had to press him for more information, but then he's he passed out. <laughs> so that's what he says. Cool. Yeah, that's a Brandon's going over on the verge. All right. All right. All right. Can we take a pee break after this round? Totally. Uh, I'll allow. <laughs> it. I, I can't do the last round of so many explanations. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Aurora uh, makes her way down this passage. It's a little bit steep. There's um, it's kind of a pathway that, that she's kind of figured out. It seems like it's kind of designed for someone who knows a specific passageway, so they step in the right spots, but there are some very slick parts, and she's just is very clumsy, so down this passageway she ends up kind of careening, lands in this open way, and she sees two two exits, one on one, on one side and one on the other, and both of them have the image of Maida standing there. And one of them is looking back at her in a very kind of cold and callous way in, in the manner of someone who would be kind of the supreme evil overlord of a, of a like a kind of a, you know, like one of the masters of all accord or something, you know, like those people who are, Hateful. you know, in, in charge, obviously willfully evil. And on the other side is also Meta, but in this form appears more like an innocent who, you know, doesn't want to be in this situation and is uh, is not really in- intended. She didn't really want any of this. and But one of them isn't the real one, and she doesn't know which one it is. And she only has time to go for one of them to stop them from, from escaping, and so she's going to try to use her insight to determine which one is the the real Meta That's awesome. to stop 
I really like that. Just stop the one that is uh, the illusion, or to ignore the so one. So she's just is not illusion. slept in like three days. Or is this just this? Is this more abstract? This is more abstract. Like it's kind of a faster thing. She's sleeping thing. On, the, on the trail. I'm sleeping while she, walking. Doors can do that. Right. It's, it's a rare power that they're right. on a dungeon delve. Like the old days. Um, not very good, but that's a twenty-four. So, oh. so she does make progress. Oh. Um, which one was it? I don't know. Which one was it? I don't awesome. know. That's why I gave two options. I, I thought it was, it was amazing. <laughs> which one was it? You choose. You saying. There was the evil one. Oh, asshole! Okay, then this is what happens. So glad she she knows it's the it's the evil one. Just barely and as knows. she goes to as she goes to get them, they uh scrap. They scrap. They scrap. She they, it's it's Born unclear there. what'll happen at the end of this, but um, clearly she's gonna need some help, and Bart. so she she tries to call on the Ren Ring. Hopefully, he'll get the message to people and say, I need help. Emergency. Emergency. Because she doesn't have very many powers left, but this woman's kind of cornered. Whack. Because she knows Aurora's going to chase her to the ends of the earth, literally. Um, Did you bring guards with you? Did she just, like, slaughter the guards? Yeah, the guards are the guards are all dead. I mean, they, no! some, of them, dead. some of them didn't even make it down the corridor. Oh, a few of them are impaled on spikes that are just, like, sticking out in weird spots. I mean, this this thing is not designed for a friendly jaunt. Aurora, did you leave, like, the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs so we can follow you? Uh, she a faint trail of light seems to kind of lead down. Of course like, it is. Like little, like little glow, little, little glows, like little fireflies. Always light. There's light. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's Aurora. All right, worse than a train. And that's it. And yeah, then right. the fight will resolve. And then the fight will resolve right. it. Taking a pee break now. Yeah. All right. Okay, so at the end of the round. That is in there, right? Hugh's got to go. Hugh's got to go. go. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Oh no, but now you're now you're uh, yeah, Someone moved him on the track of premature. Yeah, he was gonna go there. Um so Brandis' twenty four hour carousing about town creates quite a bit of word. And Hugh uh, hears about it. And so he begins following Brandis. Uh, he's not exactly with him. Brandis actually isn't even aware that he was around. It's one bar behind. It was easier and easier. As uh, no, no, he's 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 in the bar. He can see you. <laughs> he's at the table sometimes. Uh, but he's he's kind of a he's a stealthy guy, and he can blend in when he needs to. Uh, you look like my friend Hugh. Um, and so while Brandis is essentially making all this noise about a wrath, um, Hugh has suspected ever since they got there that Hugh that Arath has agents. In this place, he's had agents every other place we've gone. He's got to have agents in here somewhere. So since nice. Brandon is essentially stirring the pot, stirring the pot, a rat's name. Hugh is looking for people who see Brandis talking about it and then get nervous and then leave. And he follows several of them throughout the course of the evening. Uh, oh, these people get nervous around Brandis. Some of them turn out to be dead ends, They're and like, other ones so are he might not dead know. ends. Uh, that's not going to be epic. But it's enough. Uh, twenty nine. So is that with the assist? Uh, no, that's thirty one. Brandis already used. Yeah, we oh, so yeah, twenty nine. Well, it didn't actually help. Moves it one more down the track. Cool. Uh, so he finds. Uh, well, while he was looking for agents, he didn't necessarily also, find. Heptos bonus. No, no, we only get that once, I guess. Yeah. Um, Lydia's. Lydia's. Hugh is able to find people who he's pretty sure are agents. Um, 
and they lead him into certain areas of the city, but through some means uh, beyond him, they manage to lose his trail uh, before he's able to actually see where they end up. So he knows there's some kind of, maybe a, a cell somewhere in the city, who knows, but he doesn't know exactly where they are. Alright. Now it's the end of the round if you want to go pee. Yeah. I call sloppy seconds. Alright, we are about to, after this short little break, we're going to resolve... On the toilet. The fourth... Guys, come on. We're going to resolve the fourth and final round. Two successes needed to to win all four tracks. Both successes require a hard DC to leap over the edge. Both the Meta situation. Well, we'll get Keeper online. A reminder of what's at stake is. uh, Remind us after the break begins again. What'd you say? Remind us after the break begins again. I'm I'm using useful time right now so that the break doesn't have to be... <laughs> oh, okay. Except we don't need a, a reminder now because it just finished. Okay. Well, I... I'm going to utilize my best check, which is Intimidate. So yeah, I can't shit do that out with of... Wrath. I'm going to go over to Meta. Yeah, I'll help you with that. What's your Intimidate? Fifteen. I can, I can aid. Dude, can I just say, if we complete okay. everything right? except for me, if you, oh, I'm going to go. Sorry, in. If you, oh, okay. if you assist on that. What do you need to get for an assist? If we uh, complete everything, but what do you need to roll for an assist? I'll be completely okay. tragic and amazing. Uh, I forget. Like, that's I the first story. No, we come in and everything. Because I got that. Never come back again. What's an aid required? What's the roll? I mean, I want to level, but if we don't, like, that's the, we can't let Rath us assist. That's from oh, our first, yeah, first round. We doubled up on main, and I'm like, okay, so if you assist, that gets me closer. So it's a 30, so I'd have to roll a 3. <laughs> Side, okay, and that, are we just going to hit a rack until we get a rack and then go to Meta? He said we can. You can? Oh, yeah, we can. I forgot. Leave me alone. Don't get sassy with me. Put your sass back in your chair. Redirecting the sass. Redirecting towards me. Oh, I see. He's blaming me. Uh, I need to blame someone. Caleb, so it doesn't don't seem like I'm Lincoln. Well, if you, if you Shut don't, up. that's Lincoln sassing you. If you me. don't assist Lincoln. me, if you don't assist me, and we put Keeper over there, then I need to roll a four or higher to get a to get the hard to get the hard DC four or higher. Well. Mm-hmm. And then you can have we can have four people Sorry. we can have four person but then assault on a raft. I, I, I think we should I start with the raft and then once that's done, yeah, I say then everyone goes to maintenance. Start with the raft and yeah. use whatever leftover resource. If we just totally botch it and it takes four people to get a raft, that's a good idea. But let me go it. last then, yeah. because because you'll be our primary guy for maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would just hate to get maintenance and lose a raft. Yeah. That would yeah, that would, yeah, be that like, would wait a minute. Suck. What did we let happen? What? <laughs> no, thing is, no, don't forget. We'll get the information. Like when I was talking about, when Branch was talking about his priorities, something. we're not catching a wrath here. <laughs> no. It feels like it. We're getting, he's on we're, the board. We're following his tracks to know. Yeah, exactly. What he's been we're getting doing. information from him. But the thing is, when it comes to like working against a wrath, we restabilize the place that he screwed up. We're getting the girl that like knows the way to his school. And we're stopping the charm thing to turn Get the girl. But um but Save like the world. 
The Arath thing is, is definitely going to be useful, but Save the not. We've got, we got a, a bit left. Alright, I've got an idea for... For Arath? For Arath. For the throne? Involved. I will assist someone. Do you, want, you want athletics with me? Sure. Well, it's going to be Yumi and Zahar. Yeah. Are we just going to chase down a rat? A guy who we think is a rat, and then we pound him into nothing? I forget, does Zahar give us any bonus in this, or no, not really? Yeah, what about Zahar? Why isn't he helping? Because he doesn't care you about forgot? these guys. He really well, doesn't, doesn't care. Me? He's just here for adventure. And he doesn't care. Me? Succeed on one. No I, one, think, no I think I think if you were able to do something sufficiently epic to score that would you guys already like him these guys I needed to yeah, like Hector needs more. a lot of help yeah I mean I put him on the board his mini was right here yeah, yeah I uh, no I don't think so no, okay. no I mean skills are not what he does his skills are killing are things killing people. <clears throat> do you need me to kill someone he puts the kill no then don't call me yeah he's like I think essentially if if it was a, if you were able to draw him into something that he would be <laughs> pleased to tell a story about later, then he would be happy to exactly to join in. The bar well, crawl. He envisions every opportunity as if I tell people about this, are they going to think I'm cooler or less cool? I believe that's how he thinks. He lives his life thinking, how will this sound as a story later? <laughs> it's the Green Horn line. Do you want to? Do you want your autobiography to be named "Fixing Cars" and making cappuccinos? No. Going to be a balls deep and shit kicking dudes. Do you want to be in on the uh, a wrath thing, or do you want? Because I with with his aid and with the him, I won't fail the hard DC. Oh, I'll let you go first. I'll do sweep again before. Yeah. I'll, do, okay. I'll go before you since your thing is yeah, pretty so sure. I think you and you and you and Wrench could could probably help uh, so we'll take her point. with the deadly fight. We'll take point on okay. uh, on a wrath thing. So I'm gonna need your an aid. Idea. Oh, I got an idea. Now, aid, to succeed in an aid is just uh, half your level plus half your, yeah. Half level plus ten? Yeah. Or ten plus half your level, the way you said it. Okay, then, yeah, you're... You are aided. 31? 33. I forgot to... Done. <laughs> Get this! You should have a roll, because I want to see you. You should be... I want to see the intimidation Part of the intimidation should be, you know, like... Her enough to uh, cast these spell uh, spell scar removal. Uh, we can play Bullet Storm. Uh huh. Or we can play Donna Warrior. At least that should be part of the cool. Yes. I can't play that actually on Tuesday. I don't know if I can do that. Get some, uh, uh, I got some GDC. What is that? Um, this is I'm probably going to order it from the THQ store, meaning I won't have it at release. Yeah, um, I don't, I think I might actually just get it through Steam, get one of the particular copies and not do the whole thing. Look like, oh. Because if we're always playing yeah, things together. Chamber. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I just, click well, position. Yeah, let's, I could let's make keep going. Yeah, yeah, Alright. Is it oatmeal or beans? Alright. Alright. Ready? So, fourth and final round. Two tracks remain unsolved. What's at stake here with Meta is basically continued access to Deep Mascar. Uh, failure to to get this track over the edge means that they um, will blame you for uh, her fate, uh, being outsiders. Uh, success means that you show them, however you do, that everything's good. <laughs> that you were right. What really happened? We revealed the truth about What, what really happened, and people believe the truth. Uh, and with Arath, you are mainly just uh, getting some, a powerful item. 
Yeah，我知道。那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那，那
their their final their 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 kind of secret places throughout the uh, um, throughout the city. Brandis Colvin and uh, and Zahar start kicking indoors, and a couple a couple end up in in lower level scraps and a few arrests, a, a few a few more bloody struggles. Finally, they work their way towards one that seems uh, seems like it's the nest. It's the it's the it's one of the the central kind of control uh, centers for for this network of uh, of uh, of harassed people, and they arrive on scene just as these uh, these wizards are slipping into a portal. Never has it happened in the history of Feyrun that people have on foot outrun people traveling in a portal, but that's what that's what's at stake, and. <laughs> with uh, with the help of Heptos, uh, they're able to determine the location of this portal, though they are not able to travel in the portal itself. And they head out the front gate, traveling as quickly as they can, just literally barreling through the Underdark. I mean, they run right past uh, a pack of Drogar Slayers. They run <laughs> right through a nest of, like, uh, of, uh, whatever, evil... Overgrown spiders. I mean, they're just <laughs> passing up challenge after challenge. Shehi is just like Furious. going crazy in Brandon's hands, except he knows that this chase is even more epic than all the things they are passing. And. Oh, yeah. So. 49. <laughs> <laughs> That's with the AIDS? With the AIDS and with Heptos. Oh, people already rolled their AIDS? Dan, Dan rolled his AIDS. So Dan aided me. And then Heptos gave me a bonus as well. I'll try to get the plus two all along. Yeah. 49. I roll a 16. And I have a 23, 29 base. (laughs) So, that's the highest roll of the evening. Yeah. That might be the highest roll. That might be the highest roll of the entire campaign. What was it that you got? 49. Yeah, that's... I thought someone rolled a 50 once. No one's hit 50. How do you have a damage? Yes, not in 20 or something. 1d20. Of what? Of athletics, wow! It's, it's your like your main stat, and you've got extra feats. bonuses. All right, to it. for every rune feat, I get a plus one to that skill. Damn! Realize that forty nine is is the have DC for it. That's above the hard DC for level thirty. I <laughs> never I... in the history of Feyrune has someone outrun a portal. <laughs> <laughs> and as as the as the weave carries these individuals, he goes through the rock. As the weave carries these individuals through like the network of magical energies, as as they link between, from portal to portal, as they head through the planar divide that connects space in the physical and the material plane, their surprise is unimaginable as they come through the other side of the, uh, the portal. As the door on that side One is fish. kicked in, and and Brandis literally comes through, and Shehi already drawn. And just kills three of them before the last man, who is identified as Lydius, is there to Still to make guts. account for all of his dealings over the past uh, over the past months uh, with he was a rat. In jail. I guess he got out. And the Lydius, who Lydius got out. Uh, yeah, I mean his forty nine Lydi- says Lydius so. was Lydius was the, was the, the man as as was identified that night as the person who had who had strongest connection to a rat. Unless you have other plans for him, that's the guy. Um, and you, after after he is incapacitated, and uh, um, you you inspect this this kind of this last safe haven, and you see here is here is are the materials to to communicate with the wrath, 
and tell them of the plans. There is p- potentially even information uh, relating back to Aras Academy that uh, may may later may at a later date uh, aid aid them in uh, in uncovering details about that. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't know what else there is in terms of information to be gained, but um, here here at the in this kind of like most secluded of safe houses for arrest contacts here in Deepabaskar is where information is revealed. And with Lydia's captured again, for he was in Solden's uh, jail but must have escaped uh, throughout the commotion. Nobody noticed when they were looking at Stoyla that he was missing from his cell. Yes. Um, he... Uh, you're able to stop any of the agents before they're able to report in to what is going on and you find out from Lydius and just from the evidence here and as you take him back to Solden you learn what Solden had learned a couple days ago when he had become captured. Solden went to go talk to Lydius and in a Moment of frustration, Lydius let slip that he had given access to the throne of Amanond to a man named Arath, who came to town over a year ago, or two years ago, I believe now. Yeah. Not just given access, but given for the throne of Amanond, one of the four. How many Mascarcana? I think there are like seven. One of the seven. A Mascarcana that prized extremely, extraordinarily powerful artifacts of the old Mascari Empire, many of which secrets are lost and whose secrets are contained locked up in the Purple Library. The Throne of Amanand is one of them, and Arath has it at his academy. The Throne of Amanand is an exceptionally dangerous artifact, and what it allows the user to do is to tap into the arcane weave of those people around him. It allows them to not only draw upon... For every wizard is limited by the amount of energy they're essentially able to pull from uh, from the weave themselves and then wield into their destructive or helpful spells. Every wizard knows this. The Throne of Amanon allowed them to basically use others as conduits to access that much more of the weave and able to, and in the old times, this was used as one of the major artifacts to to enslave so many people. You know, they were able to enslave um, way more people than they had people to control entire them. races, entire races, and through the power of this extraordinarily powerful throne, they were able to. Uh, one man sitting on the throne was able to cast. You know, cast a spell with the power that would normally take hundreds or thousands of men working together. For that is sort of what is happening, is they are working together, but by having one person channel it all, they can use it far more efficiently and deadly. That's really good to know. It means it's a weak point for him. If we can take that out before we confront him, that hampers him considerably. His followers, too. Though we are limited Unless he's sitting on it, he might be encountering it. That could be a problem. We just don't have him sit mm-hmm. on it. Because thrones double as chairs. Uh, I was thinking Freya could, like, pokeball him or something for a little while. Oh, that we could get rid of the thing, but Freya's not... The explanation it. certainly explains observations that you've seen 
yeah. of Arath, the vast amount of arcane uh, power that you've Resources, seen him yeah. wield in person, as Heptos himself, knowing something of the crown, mentions that must, ex- he says, that must explain how he was able to activate the crown, uh, was able to activate the crown without the usual surrounding circumstances. He was only able to draw the slightest bit of power out of the crown, but even doing that would have required an immense amount of energy. I've been spending these months thinking about how it was possible, and I couldn't figure it out. Hmm. And that is what has happened. It is, he has it. And he traded powerful magic, uh, <clears throat> ma- magic um, uh, items and and such to, to the Blackened Swords. But the main, the main thing was that he promised to the Blackened Swords that he would use the power of the throne to weaken High Amaskar <clears throat> such that the uh, that the Blackened Swords and the Reclamists could take it over and to bring it back to the glory of my God. The old empire. For the first time ever. He didn't need to, but he kept his word. He kept his word, but as you know, it definitely served his purposes. Hard to tell, uh, would he have done it had it not been directly to his purpose. It's not like he's really invested in them taking over. Like, their plans got failed. He's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So. Wow. Devilish. This information. (laughs) That one. Uh, Off the end. Solden explains that he must deliberate with his (coughs) advisors and with his brother, Tervis, for they are working together these days. Uh, This is the new order. To decide what must be done about this, for this is uh, absolutely their business. um, And the throne being in the hands and being used actively uh, by anyone. In, as, I almost is would the say empire. especially an outsider, it doesn't even matter. It's so much against their own laws to use the Amaskarkana. You know, very small amount of research is allowed to be done on these old artifacts and, the and they try to track them down to bring great. them, but the temptation is so great that only the, the most highest ranked people are even allowed in the Purple Library and such. The fact that it is being used at this all and being used by an outsider and that it was an Amaskari that had given it away is... Uh, Scandalous. Could shake Tre- the very foundation Treason. of this entire uh, of this entire society well, and they we'll need to figure out what they can do. And how no to... People will find out now. They, <laughs> they It is inevitable. Oh. So what they will do, they deliberate. Just to satisfy Hugh's curiosity, is it an actual throne? Or is it like a keychain? It is an the actual throne. throne. Okay. Just and was it the throne he was sitting on during the vision with the violin? Yes. Hmm. Oh. We've seen it then. You have seen it. The. It's a nice chair. The. Uh, it's comfy. The one no final thing one. that uh, there's a there's a high advisor here with Sultan, the, the most knowledgeable um, man on the the about the throne of Amanon, as he is speaking and explaining this to you, says um, that the, its major limitation is that the user must be seated on the throne in order to wield the power, in order to use the power from the throne, for it channels through the throne. 
and that uh, when separated from when separated from the throne, um, he has no access. He has no access to the the men's magical power. How do you activate the crown then? Well, maybe charge when he was, um, and then like you just had to like like a scroll thing. No, that doesn't make sense. The guy says, "Oh, it doesn't make sense." We're just trying to figure out how he. He says that should not be possible. (laughs) He must be actually seated on the throne to wield the magic. Yeah. But we saw him not. Uh, there's probably the more work at play. The crown, yeah. Mm. Maybe he's like, like rigged a conduit to the conduit or something. Mm. <laughs> Go. Next. The final track. Ren by himself. So only Brandis did. You decided to have only Brandis do Brandis the. Aided me. Aid. Gotcha. You guys decided that before the roll. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now you got the three of you guys. So. Ren, sensing Aurora's plight. Well, you're currently underground yeah, chasing this chick, right? Yeah. She's yeah, fighting okay. her. You're so, fighting her? Yeah, we're fighting. Yeah. So okay. Ren, sensing the... Uh, sensing Aurora's fighting. situation, <laughs> uh, begins to... Using his ring and kind of sensing, begins to try to make his way over to where like Aurora was. Rock. They had kind of talked before, and he kind of knew what she was going to be doing, but... It was still. <coughs> he found himself kind of running around the streets aimlessly because she's underground, and it's like, there she oh, is. I can kind of sense her, but what the mean. hell? <laughs> and so, as he's running around, he bumps into Hugh. If you don't mind me, not at all. And utilizing Hugh's keen sense of tracking, uh, they managed to find where she, the the passageway that she got underground, and continue to run after her and when when they they stumble upon her they come around a corner and they see uh, Aurora the exit. <laughs> they, they see Aurora locked in battle with this evil Meta version yeah and um, Ren immediately uh, <coughs> they don't want to kill Meta because that's not really going to help anything I mean what well, you don't. Yeah. Aurora doesn't. Us killing Meta might not help anything, but if there's a trial and she has to die, that's a whole different story. Yes, exactly. We want her to face the music. Exactly. She gets killed on Brandis' sword. So, as they come around the corner... It's really kind of an accident. So, as they come around the corner, Ren sees what's going on, and once again, this time he's not so much... Uh, he's not... Brimstone? He's not... He's not going all scary because he has to, and he's putting on a front. He's genuinely pissed at Meta, and for just the lies and the treachery, and, and the lies, for, and for killing her brother, and now she, she's fighting with Aurora, and he is just furious. And when he sees her, uh, and sees that she could potentially be getting away here. He just, he can't even help it, and he just goes... Berserk. 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 And begins to scream out to... uh, Demonic. To stop fighting and... uh, Submit yourself to justice. Sit yourself, sit your ass in the corner. You know, that that equivalent. Called. Sit your ass in the corner or face the music, you know. There's three of us there now. The sweet murderous music. So it is over. It is over. That is going to be an intimidate check. And you're aiding. And we've got a plus one there. 
You succeeded the aid? Yes, I did. Ren rolled a 34. Oh, I'm sorry, it's one of your primary. Ren rolled a 34 on his own. Hooray! So. Upon doing this, Meta kind of stops. Exactly 34? Exactly 34. Wow. So you guys only got it by two, huh? Oh, no, but I guess. Yeah. What, what was Hugh's? 34, 35. Uh, Hugh hadn't done anything yet. Hugh's backup. Oh, you were going to be backup as, a, as your own roll. Yeah. Gotcha, you were not assisting. Uh, so, so, when Ren walks in <clears> and the chamber, because it's underground and it's cool and damp, and immediately it just gets hot and arid, and, <laughs> and he starts screaming at her, and she kind of like is startled and kind of backs off, and then as Ren is just giving her the stare down, Aurora says, Submit yourself to justice. Bahamut will have his day. And then she shackles him, her with uh, shackles made of of radiant light. Amazing. And she can't break out of him. Not now. It's just light. (laughs) She's just making shadow puppets. And they hurt. Ow! They hurt. <laughs> Painful shadow puppets. Let's go live! This was your story. I'm letting you finish huh? it. Yeah, you've yeah. been rocking you guys, this whole time. You guys have resolved this whole thing, so so take it all the way. Alright. <clears throat> Tell me what happens, Aurora. I mean, you can abstract this so it's not sentence by sentence, but. Uh, sure. Um, They take Meta up. To the palace where by this time Turvis and Solden have shown up to uh, to see what's happening because they obviously caught wind of this whole thing going down in the in the uh, Imperial Palace and through through Aurora's in, entreaty on the topic uh, they decide not to kill her outright because that would really just be uh, too easy. And so Aurora says to to kill someone who is this devoted to a Sharn is just to make them a martyr. So in this case, we will we will sever the connection and have her uh, live out the rest of her life uh, repairing the damage that she's done. And so she uh, asks Ren to perform the ritual. Of uh, spell scar descarification. Oh, heal spell scar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can do that. We got that. One in the book. We got that. It was one of the rituals that you found in the in the yeah in the basement of the Order of the Blue Fire. And remember that this ritual was thought to all of the world not to exist. Mm-hmm. And it's the sort of thing that to the public, <laughs> the the this sort of ritual is what the Order of the Blue Fire was seeking to research. It's the sort of thing that they were working towards. They had they had figured it out. Many, many years ago, dozens of years ago, they've known about it, but they've kept it secret because that wouldn't have um, benefited them. Benefited them. Um, wait, and so the fact that you can do this is is incredible and was an option that would have been preferable when she had first gotten the spell scar. Uh, but of course, they they kept it from her. So, what if uh, her sentence was to try to use some of the knowledge we've gained to push back the Plagueland yeah. nearby? Yeah, for it's sure. That's part of her punishment. I don't know if we, we have a get rid of plague land ritual. We have a spread plague, plague land. He said work towards it. He didn't yeah. say <laughs> make yeah. a specific ritual. She has to like deconstruct that ritual and basically the, reverse the it. Ritual, perhaps. I can see that. Obviously, Ren's casting it. Perhaps the uh, 
the terribleness of it and how extreme it is does a kind of a switch where the skin that had the spell scar is now normal and uh, and smooth, but all other skin on the body is scarred, leaving a cruel disfigurement to <laughs> anyone who is just an idea. I'm down. Oh, wow, that's a jack. <laughs> no, not like Quasimodo kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I dance it herself. It's she's a burn victim now. That's what happens. She's and a burn now, victim. Burn victim. and now burn after victim. doing that, Ren rethinks ever wanting to do the ritual on himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually <laughs> perfectly. He thought he had a great reason to keep his car. Dude, he's been kicking it around, but now he's going. Holy you know, God. you know what I find more intimidating than burn victim? Nothing. <laughs> As what you realize that what must have happened is that that this effect was not caused by the ritual itself. As the spell scar was being removed, some sort of entity that the was that was speaking with her started lashing into her consciousness, and and she'd uh. been connected to this presence, to the masters of all accord, to the Sharns for so long that they had such a, a deep connection to her mind and body that basically Warped. they tried to self-destruct her, hmm. uh, but the ritual was able to complete and sever the connection before that was finished, but it was not without So that means um, her spellscar was just on her eye, so damage. that means only wow. one eye that is, is It normal. wasn't on her eye, the, it was like on the back of her neck. It was on the eye. Yeah, it was like, she was on her eye. I was thinking it because her hair was the hair thing. So she only has one perfect, gorgeous eye, and then everything else is just... Eye model. One eye model. Bam. I love my monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. And, uh... That is the sentence you choose to uh, to have her live out. Yeah. Fix this. Clean that up. And having her alive and kind of done this willingly somewhat, she accepts admits... Accepts her sentence and, uh, and admits to the people and a... You know, citywide uh, sort of conferences is held where all the events of the past few days has to be explained to the people. Wow. And it is during this a temple of Bahamut is created. Annual circus. Oh, it's <laughs> the only temple of Bahamut in town is burned down. It is, <laughs> it is during Brandis. this. I, that was Brandis. It's during this that. The outsiders that have come to investigate the murder of uh, Ilfimum so are celebrated amongst the people. And your the tales of what you have done for these people will be told for generations. The, the isolationists who hated outsiders, many of them have had their minds changed as they realize that good goodness can come from the outside. They've seen from Ren that powerful... Uh, arcane ability can come from the outside and you know everything that they hold dear that that outsiders are not strictly uh, are not strictly evil and one of the uh, well, it's ironic that they're calling Ren not evil well. <laughs> <Solden>. <laughs> let's leave now or we're ahead of the chipped game Solden and Turvis Along with their advisors, made the decision to. What? What? I what? just said Residium Tree. That's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Residium Tree. Sultan and Turvis made the just decision. Sultan and Turvis made the decision to tell the people 
what has happened with the Amask Arcana, with the uh, with the Throne of Almanon. Not just tell them, but issue to every single man and woman who calls themselves an Amaskari to contribute over the course of the next two days to help construct, help the the experts who know of the throne to help construct for these people that are going to go after this wizard who has destroyed their sister's city and seeks to destroy the world. They will construct an artifact that can be used to disrupt the power of the throne of Almanon. That can be that that they can give to you, and that can be uh, whose magic can be activated, such that when a confrontation does come, and it will, and it will, you will have a chance. Yes. Really big potion. Hey, if this is the same. <laughs> God no. I mean, this is their this is their throne. So man, uh, it is a mighty undertaking, Credits. and. All of, all of everyone contributing towards this. It's an amazing feat. It's an amazing feat. And, uh, and you see, for the first time, like the entire city working together. And not just working together, you know, towards, you know, trying to make their city Selfish better or something. Means, yeah. But this, this goal is the, the greatest unified goal that they have ever had in the history of their entire people. And... You can see that they are all contributing in their ways, contributing their resources to to crafting this thing. As there's so much movement in and out of the palace, the those with access to the purple library bring the information that they that they need. And Two days? it's a busy time. Two days. Mascari child, you hear in the crowd say, "But daddy, I want to help the heroes of Dubasca." Fetch water, boy. <laughs> Get the heroes some water before they thirst. Strong enough to help with the artifact. <laughs> it's a big potion. <laughs> it's a big, this is the biggest potion. <laughs> Solden and Turvis also present to you, not present to you, but um, grant us, grant you considerable resources to use in your uh, in your quest. They Money? they know that your fates are intertwined and that they will. Lend what they can from the city treasury to to help us. And they hope that when you are successful, and they know that you will be, that you will return to Deepa Mascar to pay back your loan. To share a drink. Yeah. But they know that you are pressed for time right now. I should say so. Quite pressed. It's so releases. they give you to come back. We were a couple checks away from maybe not. <laughs> in magical components, largely residium and astral diamonds of the finest quality. 120,000 gold yep. worth of... You hear how many times Lincoln just had to click? Meets for <laughs> We got a lot of stuff. Back on the menu. <laughs> now, is anyone still complaining about... Yeah, uh, we got the endless potatoes and the endless banana. Can we use some endless meat? <laughs> can we use endless steak? <laughs> endless steak lot, dinner? a lot of our price range, man. Cooler of endless Furthermore, meat. how much would you say it was? 120? 120,000. Oh, no, we did it. Uh, also, for succeeding in the Arath track, you, um, the, 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 what was it previously in possession of the Blackened Swords oh, yeah. was some, uh, something that Arath had traded to the Blackened Swords as extra compensation for, for giving them, it's for giving him the throne. Yeah. Um, what is it? It's a tuba. Clasps. No, 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 no. no. 
What was it? One is it one thing or is it many things? Uh, or is it a skill or something? Or it, I, don't, was I don't know. A big potion. Dumb it. The biggest potion ever. <laughs> a hairbrush trading you for the turn of on here. A uh, magic item of uh, level twenty three or lower. Ma- a magic item Woo! of level twenty three. What? Lower. Yeah. Magic item twenty three. Uh, we need to look well, for a level 23 magic item. I mean, we'll have to just decide this <laughs> Let's week. Let's a potion. It's a big potion. Do you know how good a potion Pick it. can be? Pick decide what it is. Potion of immortality. Done. <laughs> they also... Uh, I'm going to okay. unselfishly say that Hugh has been rocking the same bow for a really, really long time. I totally agree. He should get it. <laughs> it's time for a bonus. Can you get the four? The plus four? Uh... Bonus. I think my item's only a 20, though. And when Ren says two this, item lines, we'll, we'll work it out. They say, we'll take care of that for you. And <laughs> spending some time with Hugh and his bow, they enchant it, bestow upon it even greater magical power from already considerable magic power that it is, and upgrades it to a plus one. Well, before it was what, you got like the magic string, now what does he have like the magic like... Yeah, what did they, what did the they do to make, it, to make it even and make it even better? Um, the same weapon you've had. So. Yeah, seriously, I want to know what what, what, what you got. It's turned into a gun. <laughs> it is now made of metal and shoots metal projectiles uh, from a long <clears throat> barrel. We'll call them arrows. It's called a specially bow. crafted um, horn tips. So the bow itself is kind of a compound of like laminates and various other substances. Now the string is... But on the end of the thing, on the end of the tips where the string actually attaches, they've added kind of like a... I don't know, a strange horn kind caps. of... caps? Like horn caps of some sort of like strange, deep, under-dark thing and it's been specially enchanted to sort of magnify the energy that's transferred from the string to the They have the some bow. like teeth of like... Some like ancient Doom Island thing that like it like shed the teeth and they found them in a... Teeth of a Kraken? The teeth of, of a Doom Island. Yeah, but what is it? It doesn't have a name. It's one of those nameless beasts. Yeah. Poor guys. <laughs> Damn it. You can name it All right. if you want. I'm just wondering. So yeah, was that the no. wrath? I like it. Is that the artifact lives in the other from the Mass Good call. What do you mean? The, the bow. I, I was wondering what he that... Just, they just hooked him up. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. No, the artifact from the Mascari people, what they're attempting to build is a... Um, Wonder. To counter the throne of Amanand is to counter the throne of Amanand is a inhibitor, gotcha. something that will generate a uh, that will generate interference. A, an, an interference, an effect that will that can uh, completely sever the connection. It's not like the, the powerful anti-magic device. Uh, yeah, an extremely powerful anti-magic device, but it has to be very carefully nullifier. constructed. It needs to not nullify your own. Magic items and or spells kill and such, or it kill everyone. It needs an anti-magic device specifically to the throne of a targeted yeah. anti-magic ray. So the his bow was was that essentially the was that the God. thing from Arath, or was that just another item from Arath's line? <laughs> I was wondering what things were we checking out. That was from Arath's the Arath's line. line was to get the level twenty-three item of your choice. Yeah. Seven. And then the bow was another thing. The bow or was yeah. that the 23 item? No, the bow was that just thanks for everything. Sorry, yeah, I'm okay. just trying no, to... Yeah, I'm a little plus one That's just DM love. That was yeah. thanks to everything. The love of the Amaskari people allows you to just access deep Amaskar in the future. Um, and the bow. Of course, the, of course the, the, um, 
the political turmoil track is yeah everything you, that's that was number one. they they have said that they will lend the assistance to high mascar that is needed amazing and that they uh, the portal the the um, the permanent portal has been reopened wow and trade with high mascar is already being negotiated More as refugees <laughs> as people are are heading through yeah. and um, and people with specific expertise healers and and such are, are going there filling uh, niches that they need there for you know their their populace is pretty um, reduced s- reduced and therefore spotty in they yeah. need to breathe professions it seems like a lot of the really higher game the ones went with the top half of high Mascar. I would Remember imagine that, that a call is sent out to all those who abandoned the city to come back <laughs> and help rebuild yeah. and that people would be returning to that will take a longer period of time, but yeah. it's something that they're interested in Undo doing. Undo the yeah. diaspora. But you know that many that left were uh, gobbled up. Yeah. And jerks. By the Academy. Also, yeah. once things really wake up between these two places, Arath might find out that, I mean... Oh! <laughs> Deep Mascar and High Mascar are getting along, the portal's open, and they're rebuilding. That's <laughs> a lot for some NPCs to do. <laughs> Damn you, well, an explicit yeah. part of winning the the, the wrath track is that he is still unaware of. Yeah. Um, he's still unaware of your return from the past. Now, if this were Olga. As far as he knows. <laughs> as far as he knows. Um, yeah. As far as you can tell. As yeah. far as he knows, you you you're taken care of. Yeah. We're done. Like this. Yeah, I mean, we essentially story wise, we eliminated the cells in the area. It could have just been. The Amaskar folks figured out what was going on, cleaned it up. Yeah, I mean, it would be. I mean, he sent us back in the past. It would have to be a pretty specific thing. Of like, oh, he must have somehow figured out to come back in the, from the past. And yeah. taking the Amaskar Kana, <laughs> if the general populace were to find out, they, they would not be allies there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I mean, and not only that, but yes. it sounds like even though he was helping the Black Swords. I'm so happy about working with those extremists. Anyways, if he found out about the Black Swords or whatever. Whatever happened with them, he wasn't really invested in there, and they're kind of achieving their goals. Like he didn't care. He dealt with them, but like, sure, I'll, hold, I'll uh, pull my end of the. They bottom. were definitely the weak link to get access to. The, they they had some people in high up places, yeah, and they had an extremist goal that uh, was able to be exploited. Yeah, yeah. and now they are officially uh, they, and now they're officially an illegal uh, organization. And any um, traders, anyone with any sort of like. Wearing the insignia of the of the blackened swords is uh, it is a big crime because now basically the blackened swords is synonymous with the highest degree of treason. Wow. No one would even want to. Even the former blackened swords members, most of them, didn't know. Yeah, what, ha- what happened? Wow, very cool. So we've got Stoila. Yeah, yeah I always say head of Stoila. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, does she like reunite with her mom? I mean, I'm sure they share. Uh, her mom's in somewhere else. I think her else. mom's gone. Her mom might be toast. We don't know what happened think, to her. I think her mom's in Left her mom to. The last time you guys met mom? before the shit hit the fan at High Last. Yeah, we, would, we left her to save Cass Dunlin. We heard about her current situation from. Not Clefin. Kushio. Kushio, yeah. Yeah, we left her. Yeah, we heard. We talked to her, and then we went to Castel. We met her, and then we met Grosh, and we're like, "He's a little <laughs> more interesting." Hold that thought, and then we never came back. Hey, lady, sorry about your daughter. This Minotaur just asked awesome. us to join our team. Do you want to join? We our only team? one no? draft pick. Sorry, yeah, you're not, you're sorry. not a first rounder. Yeah, and like he, like he wants it. 
Well, you bad. don't. He's ready. He's been preparing. All right. You took too many naps. Got it. Let's take a quick break. Cool. While I prep something. Cool. And uh, for the ladies, there. Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Immediately upon being freed, she doesn't even say anything. She just literally skips over to where they were keeping her gear in the next room and just gets it all on. Her little bandolier of potions. You see, she's got. I mean, from head to toe, she's just got magical equipment. Oh. Uh, and it is, you know, Ren can tell it's just bristling, and she has a rod and a staff and a wand and uh, and a couple orbs that yeah. are attached to her belt. A couple really nice and orbs. Uh, nice you can notice every bit of her has really some nice sort orbs. of uh, has some sort of enchantment. Wild Ren is intrigued. A truly talented individual. And as soon as she gets it all on, she just it. says, "All right, where to next?" Brandon says, all that gear, and you got caught in the library. She says, you know, it wasn't my fault. I left the guy, and then... And then she just kind of stops and says... Says, I like you. <laughs> Still has a little bit of that sass. Uh, she says, we've lost time. We, uh... She says, do you guys know about a wrath? How much do I need to, t- to, to clue you to in? fill you in? Coleman says, I don't oh. know very much about a wrath at all. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe you... She definitely, when she looks at, uh, when she looks at Colbin, her eyes just kind of go wide, and then she just smiles and seems to like him. And she, as soon as he says that, she sidles up to him and says, all right, well, he's this wizard, and he's got this academy, you see. After, after midway through the conversation, Colbin apologizes for yelling at her so much. <laughs> she says, now, nah, I figured out what you were doing. <laughs> okay. And he nods. She says, it worked. You got me out of here. And he says, that's... Yes. I don't know how you convinced them. They caught me red-handed. <laughs> hey, Colin looks at Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so, he's this wizard, and he's got this academy, and he invites, invites people there, and then he uses the throne, the throne from these people here. Do they even know it's missing? What have you told them? Oh, uh, they know everything. Uh, well, they know that he took it. missing, yeah. They don't know that is. She just kind of just goes on and uh, and talks about it and fills you in uh, a lot about what she knows, which is a surprising amount of information, you know. And uh, you find out that this that she had um, she had formed this 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 group with Keeper as well as a couple other people that unfortunately did not survive the. Um, the break-in at the Purple Library, Ooh. and... Redshirt 1 and Redshirt 2. She thought she was the only, uh, the only person on the planet that had, that knew about Arath and was, was investigating him, and when, when she finds out that you guys know even more than her... Do you want to go professional? She just over... She says, <laughs> she says, hell yeah, I'm joining up! Alright. Yeah. Well... Coleman asked more about, uh, what the, what the Academy looks like. Where is it? That's a damn good question. She says, getting there was not simple. I got this invitation in the uh, uh, when I was at High Mascar before the whole place went bonkers. She says, uh, it was the prestigious Academy of Arcane Arts. My mother was very proud. I almost didn't go, you know. It's just some academy. She says, uh, my brother said he refused to let me go unless he didn't come along to keep me safe. And then she trails off a bit and says, uh, he was always overprotective. 
Anyway, it wasn't a problem, and they let me in. It was kind of exciting and new at first. It's a big academy. Thousands of people there. But I detected uh, that signature. I know magic items. I know magic items more than anybody I know. Anybody I've ever met. So she kind of looks around as you guys are just walking around and deep in mascara. She says, better than any of these people, I could beat them in a competition. <coughs> you take a look at her and... Uh, Size her up? Well, no. He, he, he was once an artificer. <laughs> for a short period of time. Amazing. And sees who he sort of recognizes that looks like the gear she's got sort of set up. You definitely uh, notice the similar sort of, um, you know, only only artificers of the world tend to kind of deck themselves out with this much gear. And it definitely appears that she draws her power from using items and drawing the, the arcane energy from them or enabling them to wield more. I mean, you um, Ren can see that one of the rods she has, it looks like a magic rod, it's not actually enchanted at all, you know, it's kind of strange, just a plain rod. Um, you know, that it's the sort of thing that, uh, that crafters, maybe. The invokers will do and, and, and crafters will, will carry it. not invokers, uh, artificials. Yeah. Will, you know, carry these sorts of things with them. Ren says to her, Ren says, well, your gear looks like it might be able to take on many of these people. And you seem to be able to talk the talk, but we'll see if you can walk the walk. She says, hell yeah, I can. Name anytime, place. I'll take you on. Sass. Ren immediately <laughs> hurls a fireball at her face. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cora just watches on in horror. And you see, not surprised. You see, not surprised. Ren has not just killed our new friend. <laughs> Ren... It's not a lethal blow. Travel by fire takes a whole new meaning. Lethal fireball. As they, um, as the fireball comes, she was already smiling before the before the fireball even came. As she uh, and her hand was just kind of ready as she grabs the unenchanted magic rod, and then you see her just thrust it forward and release it into the fireball, which just causes it to uh, absorb into the rod. Uh, explode to absorb <laughs> into the rod, as then it just falls to the ground on fire, and then. She just kind of reaches down, taps it a little bit, and then picks it up as the fire just sort of uh, dissipates. And she says, I like you. Ren goes up and shakes her hand. Uh, Wait, what's actually a smaller race? A gnome or a... A gnome. Or a what? Oh, she's a typhlin. Gnome typhlin. Gnome and smaller. They're people size. Yeah, Yeah, she's people size. size. But she's got these... I thought she was a half one. She's got these, um, you know, these horns... And she's just right now. She's just kind of taking uh, taking everything in as she as she talks yeah. to you guys and and um, learns about you. She's definitely a, a jovial sort. Yeah, and oh, yeah, beat. Not when she was in jail. <laughs> yeah, she was super sassy. Ren <laughs> asks her. Ren yeah. asks her why and how she managed to get away from the academy. She she drops her tone a little bit as she says, "Yeah, that I I as I was saying, I could tell that there was some sort of um, ill deeds afoot. I can I've studied the the Amaskar people. I um have spent a decent amount of time in High Amaskar, and I had found myself coming across some information about the Amaskar Kana." More information than these people would surely want an outsider to know. She just kind of 
and with a big smile <laughs> and then continues and as soon as I realized what the, what the item was and what I had heard about what it could do I realized I had to get out of there so I escaped <laughs> dot 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 or period she said had to use my most valuable item I had ever had to was saving it for a rainy day turns out it was a good idea because I don't think anyone else has gotten out of there we've never met anyone else she says good thing right uh, Ren asks, have you... Has a wrath tracked you or anything? Or are you just... Are you oh, missing? he tried. He says, they they came after me for a, f- uh, a few times until I realized how they were tracking me. There was some sort of signature on me for being in the place. I think the throne had already started to try to absorb me. You know what I mean? He said, but I managed to cleanse it and got away. Hmm. Crazy. You're very skilled. Says the woman. <laughs> he says, yeah, I am. Um, well, uh. Hmm. Would you so know what are we waiting there? around here for? Huh? Would you know how to get back there? Oh, no. As far as I know, every uh, group of in- invites to the academy, they, they portal from a different location. It was a. We came to some meeting spot, and a couple of wizards were there, and they opened up a portal. Huh. She said, you yeah. have to know. Uh, she says, that place was, it was, there were a lot of people there, and knowing what I know about the, the throne, do you understand what the throne does? We just heard. Could wield exceptional power. He says, this a wrath guy. I don't like him. Uh-oh. He's big trouble. She says, I don't know how anyone could have ever liked someone like that. <laughs> well, Golden takes no offense. Dan would be furious. <laughs> but um, he was a nicer guy once. Yeah, yeah. Well, people change. Ren didn't actually know Wrath all that well, and he just goes, "Yeah." Well, you hung out with him more than I did. Yeah, you guys did. went like buddy buddy hanging out for a while, uh, like a Raster. little bit, a few days. Ren's totally downplaying his original <laughs> relationship with Arath. <laughs> I never liked him. <laughs> Ren was originally completely, totally infatuated. Arath, <laughs> <laughs> you a loser. But now he finds himself completely and totally infatuated with a lot of Stoilos trinkets. Yes. Rath- yes, Rath- that's what we're calling them. <laughs> yeah, lipstick. Um, lipstick. Well, I mean, if there are... As much as I enjoy it in here in the in the Underdark, perhaps turning to the surface. Uh, there was an open portal. I know. Yeah. Our, for our friends there, the... When you mentioned the open guy. portal, she says, Oh, they got the portal open again? God, thank God. You know, I don't like using that ritual that you use to follow me. I only use it out of necessity. Very handy. The corpse. So to speak. <laughs> uh-huh. Andy. She says, I like you too. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, no one laughs at my jokes. She must be real sick. That is wonderful. That's the world likes it, that. Um, she says, I am glad that I'm going to be able to return to High Mascar without having to walk through the chest cavity of uh, uh, some old corpse. <laughs> Rotten. She says, well, let's go. And she just starts leading the way to the portal. Or just kind of, um, as an aside, just says, how many, how many... What those do you have, exactly? Uh, she mentions the, the bone that they use to portal through. She says, oh, check this out. 
And she <laughs> reaches into her pouch, which you can immediately tell must be far larger on the inside. As she's rummaging through, shoulder deep up into her pouch, she says, oh, they toss this thing around, all my stuff is... And she reaches out and pulls out this, like, kind of like a bind, like a satchel that you would, uh... Like a soft, soft leather... Yeah, 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 like a, a, a rolled a up... Knife roll, yeah. Knife roll. store, like, knives in. Yeah, 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 something like that. And she then stops and just goes to the ground as she unrolls it, and you see what must be, I mean, as dozens, Several maybe, dozen? possibly even a hundred just oh um, finger bones. And each of them labeled with a with a different location in Faerun. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, I thought Christ. you didn't like to use that very much. I don't like to use it. If I know the sigil sequence of a permanent telepidation circle, I'd be happy to use that. <laughs> but those can be harder to find. And she's just or just is like visibly pale. She looks a little bit ill. Hugh, knowing that that means she killed like a whole bunch of or people, found or found corpses from a whole is, bunch of people. I don't know. He didn't really know what to think of her, but he thinks more of her now. <laughs> he still, he thinks some more. Ren personally thinks, <laughs> and that without even looking up, she says, "I know what you're all thinking. Every one of these people jumped me first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ren doesn't give. Of crap, he thinks it is awesome. <laughs> Remember the experiments on Colvin. Yeah. <laughs> no. Whereas um, he says, "I've been keeping people's fingers for years. Never thought. Never thought to use them." He says, "Well, do you remember where each of the corpses are from the fingers that you broke off?" No. It's just a bag. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> just a bag. She continues to. Uh, That'd be good in an emergency, though. <laughs> <laughs> if anywhere is better than here, great. <laughs> you look at one of the fingers and it's just written in like Sharpie, like it's Golden just a smudge. Olgarth. Olgarth. Golden's honestly at a loss. Like still is like, let's go. Where are we going next? And he doesn't. He kind of actually kind of got connected with you guys on the way down here, and this is like the only place he's ever like been with you. He has no <laughs> sense of like what's next. Like he. He, uh, yeah. He's looking to all of you to make Ren some sort says, of decision. Well, the first thing that that Dr. Stoyle, you, and you, Colvin, should know is that we are on a time limit. There is that, yes. Says, what is time it? limit? What's the limit? Time is the limit. This is the reason that Arath, we should go into our little in-room thing. It's a privacy. She says, all right, fair enough. And as you walk towards about nine months. the large kind of, uh, you know, there's a big sort of outdoor gazebo thing where the permanent portal is set up. Um, and someone runs up to you as you get there and says, "What? you're not leaving yet, are you? Uh, or, or uh, no, let me get that down. Yeah. You're not leaving yet, are you? Yeah. As if it's one of the mascara. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he says, Solden and Curtis <coughs> need to speak with you. Oh. It says, it is finished! What's finished? It is finished! What's the artifact? Finished? The artifact! The artifact. The artifact. We gotta go see him! Huzzah! Yay, Zah! Pizza! And Ren says to the guy, no, we're not leaving. Yet. Ever. We'll be there. It says, good, you go speak to him. They're at the palace, I assume? Yes. Poof! The modulating novel. And when you arrive there, Sultan and Tervis are happy to see you, says, Oh, I'm glad you're here just in time. As uh, Sultan speaks to you, he speaks the most fluent common. Yes. Yes. The Requimest. 
When I get there, I'll be able to tell them exactly how I feel before take them over. <laughs> he says, he says, our people, the combined minds of the entire Amaskari people, it is a mighty thing, and we have completed the artifact. Colvin gives one mighty clap and says, the working together. Hooray. <coughs> Ours just says, smiles. So big. Ren says, what are you waiting for? Let's see it. It's just a silly hat. You must wear it. Uh, and as you're walking, the Still advisor right. guy, the, the, the wise man about knowing the most about the thing, he says, he says we, we know that the, that the way that the arcane weave channels through the throne uh, modifies it just slightly, ever so slightly, as if a, a slightly different vibration, you could call it. Uh, and by creating an object that essentially creates a null magic field, but attuned to that very specific... Uh, the very specific frequency of the arcane weave, we are able to block the magic that is channeled through the throne while leaving all other magic untouched. Hmm. However, I fear that creating such a thing is exceptionally difficult. It took the uh, greatest minds of our people, which is all of them. We are very smart people. Uh, and, and we were... And, uh, but what we have created, it will not last uh, after a single activation. It says you will be able to use it once. It says it will last some time after you activate it, but I'm afraid it won't be able to, uh, it, it will, it will expend the magic that has been imbued into it. So, make it count. I always do. Thank you. Is it like an amulet? It is, um... Box. It is a uh, um, it is a huge orb. Massive orb. What color? It's a massive orb with a uh, sort of swirling energy uh, inside it that you can see, just as if there is um, an extremely intense storm inside of it. But, but yeah. instead of striking lightning, you see it's what arcane. you what you recognize as like you know arcane bolts and, uh, shooting around inside. Uh, you know. As if, um, as if magic missiles are just being kind of shot inside of it, and there's just this incredibly intense, uh, in- intensely compacted arcane energy. And they say, all you need to do is release the energy inside here, and in a considerable radius, uh, the the not thrown. The 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 null magic field will apply. Hmm. Cool. You take it. How um? How delicate is it? (laughs) The guy with that kicks it as hard as he can. He says, "says we didn't want you dropping it. (laughs) We didn't want a a simple dropping it to uh, to break it. This thing should last falling out of your airship." Good to know. Good to know. It's not like it's a. He taps it and he goes, "It's not glass." Any strange susceptible weaknesses like you get it wet and it shatters or something? Don't feed it after. Not that I'm aware of, but don't get it wet. And don't step on the flowers. <laughs> don't you dare step on the flowers. Don't right. direct sunlight. Don't, um, don't swim after holding it. Colvin asks at least an hour. If we encounter the throne of Amanand, what should we do with it? Well, uh, bring it to us. He says, how? He says, how? I hadn't thought about that. It is of the utmost 
importance as he just looks at Colvin directly. He says, you must not fall to its temptation. He says, there are many people in the world when faced with the power that can be wielded through the throne that would not give a moment's thought before before using it. It's why we have had it sealed up here for so many thousands of years. Perhaps it would be better if such a thing, a temptation like that, perhaps were removed. Colbert just holds up his hands and he says, says destroying such a thing is no simple task. Hmm. Colbert says, uh, I know nothing of magic. <laughs> he says, you, sit you on the enough. throne and you would. <laughs> Colbert, <laughs> eyes grow wider. He says, no, no, I've tempted you. Just... And then he points to everybody and he says, it's of the utmost importance. In fact... Ah. He comes and nods. He says, I understand. It is very serious. And he gives his very serious face, which is his usual face. His usual very face. Serious. <laughs> <sighs> um, he says, well, we will hopefully be able to recover this. It sounds like you have experience, some experience, in dealing with this. He says, it was, has been uh, my charge to study it uh, throughout my life. He says, it uh, sounds very dangerous. <laughs> it is. He says, uh, the greed of the origin uh, uh, of Amanant, who originally used this throne, is what caused the Amaskari yeah, Empire to Amanant? fall. He says, you don't want a history lesson. I hear you're short on time. Sounds more that's like you don't true. Have to give a history lesson. But that's all right. We have a history expert. He says, expert. you can pick up on clues. We have, an, we have a history expert. Yeah, you some insight. I'll tell you that later. Great. It's a great story. Love that. Brent has picked up a few stories as well as sharing a few in that bar hop. <laughs> Coleman, spend some time walking the streets with the mighty orb so that all... Of the uh, partic- or the, uh, the orb. of the uh, residents of Deep Mascar can witness the uh, the perfected craft of their combined workmanships, and he takes it to the center of the city where his awesome throne is, and stands on his throne with it, and thanks the people once again in very simple language, and then Thank bids you, them people. farewell. Does he learn to say it in the Mascari tongue? That would have been unfortunate. I mean, no. Whereas Damon loves speaking other languages terribly, Colvin shows respect and just thanks them as best he knows how in common. Alright. Cool. Um, well, come on, come on, Storyless says. Ren hurls a fireball at Zahar. <laughs> Zahar is just not there. He vanishes. Like he just yeah. vanishes. Or when the fireball would land, he, you see him just literally sidestep into a shadow, <laughs> and then he is just—he just says, "He says, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me." Ren looks back at him and says, "You're the one that wanted me to in the first place. He's like keeping you on your toes. Remember?" He says, "I know, I know. I'm just playing." <laughs> he says, I "Can't take a joke." He seems um, like he's been really frustrated with this entire experience here in Deep Mascar. He realizes that he picked the wrong... He should have stayed with the airship because he is certain that they are having... Uh, I mean, they're having a lot of fights. Way more adventure and fun 
to uh, by his standards than being killed. Killed a mind flare when yes. there has been. Seriously. We got I mean, the, 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 the crazy spell plague things. The ratio of politics to combat has been pretty skewed towards politics. Yes. That's when true. Zahar shoves Ren down, this makes him furious, and Ren mutters under his breath that next time he's not going to joke around and he's going to throw a full fledged fireball at Zahar. FFB. Dodge this. <laughs> All right. And with that, we leave. With that, almost to the big gazebo portal. Solden is there, and he says, One more thing before you go. As he looks to Ren, and he says, I think you will appreciate this most as he holds his hand out. As he holds his hand out to Ren in a single glowing. Um, like needle is uh, in his hand. Ren looks at it and asks, "What You're it is?" Jerky, right? He said, "The ever darning sock needle." He says, "You must find the right type of tree. It is very important. Uh, the The needle will choose the tree, but when it, this is a seed, and when inserted in to the tree." It will transform its very nature, and instead of growing leaves, and instead of growing branches, it will grow residium. Ren's eyes begin to grow wide, and he takes it, and kind of bows his head, and gives his thanks for it, and very, very, very gently puts it in his inner pocket of his coat. And then he just said, he says, good luck. And then Ren looks at the rest of the group and says, well, uh, now we have some more motive, or at least I have some more motivation to get Kalab back, since he knows a lot more about trees than I do. I thought you were a gardener once. <clears throat> I can tell you anything Farmer? you want to know about corn and wheat. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian corn stock. Choose the corn. Choose it. Corn. <laughs> So easy to grow! Amazing. <laughs> Residium corn. <laughs> Don't put it in the popper. It's all blue. I did it once, it doesn't Res- work. No, it works. It works on a massive scale. Yeah. Each girl is a 10 ton mega warhead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ridiculous. Brandis! Runs back <laughs> as, as we're approaching the, the uh, portal. Runs back and says, Oh, one more thing! And runs back to a nearby stand and throws down the tattered cape that he had bought and says, Give me a real cape! And tosses down uh, 30 gold and gets a real a magical, a cape. magical cape that would just not tatter. It's <laughs> magical to not tatter. Magical tatter. That's property. If it gets torn, it just stitches itself back up. It just doesn't get torn. It just can't get torn. You <laughs> can't tear it. It can be destroyed. Unterrible. Like, like, it's an unterrible like, fabric. It's, exactly, it's just unterrible. So it's like, you had to pay extra for the mud there, and he's like, that was stupid. <laughs> I mean, how much was left? How much was left after three days? Mostly just the collar. The collar. <laughs> just like the actual part. More, of the more of like a, a, a Boy Scout neckerchief. So wait, so wait. It was really, it was enchanted. End, it was like in its own way. I mean, half came back from the plague land. It was an enchanting cape. The shark took most of the rest. He liked the idea of a cape that, like, that you know, showed some wear and tear, but <laughs> the much. wear and tear that we go through. 
just obliterates anything mundane. So heading yeah. through yeah. the portal, I made that for you. Heading through the portal, you find yourselves returned to a different city. Yeah. You find yourself to the return to Hyamaskar, where your airship is waiting. But not only that, you see that things have changed in Hyamaskar for over the course of even the last two days during the construction of this, um, uh, of the Knoll um, field or thing. Generator. There's no official name for this thing because yeah. they had just created it. Anti-fire. Or. Um. That yes. the, the support has been Wait. sent, and and it's more bustling here. People have considerable number of people have moved from not moved, but have have come to Haya Maskar to uh, to check out what the deal is. And there's trading going back and forth, and supplies being brought mostly to Haya Maskar, but as well as Deepa Maskar has been cut off from trade for for quite a while. So as luxuries mainly are are brought down. Too deep in Mascar, you see that things are just already starting to pick up in a short amount of time. And you are not here for um, you're not here in High Mascar for an hour before Clethen. Uh, you see Clethen just kind of run down one of the streets towards you. Clethen? Of course it's bumps. Yeah. Hey Clethen. Not like the assistant. He says, Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. So you've done well with the place. He says, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit challenging, but he says, seems like you guys succeeded down there. Things are going much better in the last two days. Copa looks over at the Jassy brothers. How bored are they? Or did they have a good time? Because they were really complaining about getting left behind. You up. tell us. Oh, yeah, one had to stay. One one's with ship. him and one's on the ship. Maybe he's so, so brother sick now. You know, he's like, I want my brother I like back. that. He's had a, he's had plenty to do and keep busy. I mean, Klaus has been a really busy man, especially with all the threats and stuff. He's really sad. He really misses his brother. Misses yeah. Brother. And he's there with him. Yeah. And, he's uh... sulky. And Clethen says, the bottom line is, I'm not needed here anymore. Crucio's picking this thing up like he's a natural. He says, uh, Coleman says, very interesting man, Crucio. He says, indeed, likes to sing. Yeah. Singing king. There have been weirder things. Bren kind of half... Strange fellow, kind of funny. Bren kind of half-jokingly around says, so... (laughs) We need any love potions around here? I know a place where we can score a couple. Is it with you? No. It's our our potion shop. Our potion shop. That's right! Oh, God, that guy. I hope he was in the upper I don't think he'll give us 160,000 gold like Solda just did. 120. Do you really you want to tell you what? He him? owes us 120 <laughs> for what we've done for In him. interest, <laughs> we've eliminated all the competition. Um, Colbin asks Clefin, he says, uh, Will you continue your journey with us? He says, Old- If you'll have me. His Olgarth is no doubt in, in dire straits. You notice a slight change in personality of, uh, of, of Clefin. He seems to be more, I mean, he just said, you know, if you'll have me, he. It was yeah. much more entitled when you when you he started out real entitled and, and um and you get the sense that, that uh, um a taste of real responsibility not leadership but re- true responsibility for for a kingdom has sobered has him. perhaps sobered him a bit and he um he seems to be respecting like your authority as being you know kind of the leaders of his airship and he says he says I would like to continue with you for. I believe that an eventual goal is to return to Olgarth. Indeed. Is one of my goals, anyway. 
Yes. He says, yes, I know you have a vested interest. He says, so I will remain at your side and continue your quest. It is, it is good. Where does our, tw- our quest continue? Looking to roar it. It's a good question. And isn't Stoyla too? Well, the we way did. I Go see after it. Says, well, you still gotta catch me up on that thing you wouldn't tell me about. The thing the, uh, with Oh, thing that, with all the that stuff. About that. He says, you guys got a ship? Let's go. Let's go. And so she immediately starts heading towards where you would go. Uh, basically, when you guys get to the kind of the, one of the lifts in... Uh, in the Skyclave, she immediately starts going the downwards, uh, downward way. As uh, as she says, she says to the, you guys have an airship. Ta-da! And Ta-da. she's positively beaming as she just gets on the elevator. And I've not heard of the yard. Just, just out of curiosity, this is just something that popped into my head. Would it behoove us at all to go to Frida's house and raid it? And I, I think we raided it we the there. first time. Got or it was already raided. We didn't. She was staying was outside raided. because we got there and it was already ransacked. Oh, that's right. Okay. Do you want a token of her? But if you want to rob it again. Yeah. But I was just thinking if yeah. she's got she, any... When you guys had set off in your journey, she had uh, she had brought all her um, okay. her possessions. Just toss the place for old times. <laughs> and you can stop Maybe by and see that it's empty. There by now. Throw some tables over. Hey, Mess up the cabinets. Oh, level eight. As you return to the airship, Storyla is just beside herself. And she says, This is not just an airship, this is the Yargo! <laughs> she knows. She says, I've studied this thing! Like, uh, really? Ren says, Ren says, Not the Yargo anymore. Holy cow! And she just starts walking around, uh, around the airship as she just kind of looks at things. She says, I bet I could improve this thing! And she kind of runs over into the room that kind of houses a large part of the drive. arcane, yeah, the, the, the drive, the thing that makes it work, the, the, where the energy comes from. And she just heads on into that room. Coleman, like, grabs so some white we'll eyes and immediately goes down the portal where he, or, I mean, it's really the only place in the ship where he feels comfortable, because he's, he's on the ground there. <laughs> and uh, goes to, uh, to visit uh, the grove and, and spend some time in a very peaceful, outdoor, earthy environment. That's where Damon's body currently is. That is where Damon's yeah, body currently is. Yeah, that's kind of where we're going to go. Ren we follows... We have a growing number of courses. Ren follows Stoyla to make sure that she either A, can actually do what she's saying yeah, she she's can not do, break or B, ship. she's not going to, like, redline the ship. Ren sees that she is just looking. And... It's not long before she decides to go with you towards your more private areas so that you can fill her in on whatever information you choose to fill her in. And presently, the airship undocks from yes. the from Skyclave, what is left of Skyclave, and new Skyclave. What is being rebuilt? Skyclave being rebuilt as a better Skyclave. Super Skyclave. Yeah, exactly. For the Bard King Cusio is in charge. Bard King. And amazing. As you continue your journey towards stopping the Wizard of Wrath, Yarr. which we will continue Yarr. next week. Yarr. Yarr.